I am eating mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, oh, nobody can stop me. <laughs> oh, hello everybody, and welcome to another phenomenal episode of The Gap. I'm your host, Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to the month of Spork. Uh, here on The Gap, I hope you and we'll explain what that is in, in just a little in just a little second. Uh, with me, I'm my co-host Shane, aka the Beautiful One. How are you doing today, Shane? How far do you think I can shove this bottle down my throat? Uh, enough that way you choke to death. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I had to, that's a that's a thick bottle. Oh, it's a sprite bottle, so it's got like that nice curvature to it, you know. Oh, it's it's nice and curved, yeah. <laughs> Why did you what did you I respond to that? I, I, I don't fucking know. With the house of my coat, Spencer, how are you doing today, Spencer? I'm eating the sausage. Yeah? Yeah? Yep. Nope. I'm eating a sausage. Okay. It was in my car, and I have a co-host, Josh. How are you doing today, Josh? I need mac and cheese, and nobody can stop me. In fact, I'm figuring out what he just said at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at home. You can join it at home. Just go to your local fridge and shove an entire tub of mac and cheese in your mouth. Yeah, specifically, just an entire like tub of like old mac and cheese that you. That you forgot go to, to your local superstore. Go to your local superstore. Buy some mac and cheese and fucking eat the shit out of it. Very yeah. sexually too. Make sure I'm very sexual. You are. Oh, oh, so good. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get started, shall oh. we? Uh, okay. So we are. So <laughs> I would like all. All of you to welcome to the month of Spork. It, it, it month of Spork here, on our, as we know, as you all know, uh, October is our themed month where we cover a specific type of anime every week for the entire month. This year, we're doing. Oh, this year is the month of Spork because we're doing uh, food-based anime for the entire month for oh. four. So four shows all focus on the del uh, on delicious meals, tasty drinks. Come. All that jazz. Maybe some other things too. Uh, there might be, you know, actually, there might be animes behind this. Who knows? I'm gonna. Um, I'm just gonna say right now. I've watched two of the four shows we're covering, and there's there's definitely something else here other than food. See if you can find the <laughs> recurring. Is there, is there a taste? Is there, is there uh, another kind of a delicious food? In this? It's funny how bento is hornier than food worth, but we'll get to that. <laughs> it's, well, get, it's almost like it's an anime that Brunrit has recommended. <clears throat> I recommended Food Wars, thank you very much. Eat my no, ass. You chose Food Wars. You also <laughs> recommended Bento. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of Food Wars, our featured anime at the podcast is Food Wars. If you look at our thumbnail. Uh, if you looked at our thumbnail, so you know uh, we're covering that. We also have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. We have, of course, Seasonal Wars, because the uh, summer season has come and gone, as well as some uh, do simulcast discussions because the fall season has officially started up. As well, we got simul pubs and uh, only two pieces of news. Not a whole lot of news dropped the past couple weeks, so uh, good for us. You don't have to cover a whole lot. Although the two pieces of news we do have are a little bit kind of like 
Oh, the well, news one of them is, is a big, big piece of news. The news is just like my balls it hasn't dropped. This I, man. <laughs> This is what we get for having him on the show for the first time in like four months. Yeah, he he is unhinged. He is ready to go. He uh, he that uh, he I is eating beans. This motherfucker this eating beans. beans. This motherfucker is eating beans. <laughs> you know what else we you, you know? So let's just jump right into this before we start losing our minds again. Uh, let's uh, so let's move in to seasonal awards. The summer season has come and gone, and um, the season as a whole, it's a mid. So let's 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 talk about so let's just talk about the season uh, as a whole with our seasonal awards. Start off with the one that we always start off with, which is best animation. Spencer, what do you think had the best animation from summer twenty twenty three? Um, best. Animation. I think I'm gonna give to Undead Girl Murder Farce. Yes. Uh, Excellent choice. So I genuinely do think that it deserves it. Uh, aside from having an incredibly good action animation, its character animation is also spot on. And it has to balance a lot of different kind of types and styles of, of individuals because of the what Undead Murder Farce is about, and I'll, I'll talk about that later. Uh, but for just an animation, it is a feast. Um, colors, backgrounds, all that. It's just, it's a really good-looking anime, and when I look at everything else I watch, nothing really jumps out as much as Undead Murder Farce does. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Josh, what do you think at the best animation? I'm going to quote Grant from Giguk Animations. Did you just call him Grant? Mushoko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation. You are eating that mic. Grant. I called him Grant. That's his name. His uh, Mushoko name Tensei. Grant. Shut the fuck up. It's Grant. But anyways, Mushoko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Season 2, Part 1. Come. I fucking hate that we're at this point where the, that's the official title of the goddamn show. Yeah, well, well yeah, because the anime industry is in shambles, Shane. That's what happened. That's season what happened. 2, Part 1, Rudius can't get his dick up anymore. It's an entire season about a reptile dysfunction. It's a it's a it's an entire season about erectile dysfunction and it's somehow it's incredibly engaging. Like it's incredible. And also it looks really good. It's it's incredible, Nat. Come on. Rudy discovers demisexuality. He does that's that's actually what it's about. Is Rudy gay? Possibly. It's like a fucking you know like those fucking clickbait fucking YouTube links. Like, hey, that's literally... Does Rudius is gay? It's literally just is, like is the... it one of those like fucking like questionnaires you take online? Like, am I gay? It's literally just like the meme where the guys are pointing at the screen. Is Rudy gay? Gone wrong. Gone <laughs> sexual. Gone sexual. I can't wait fucking, to get a um, BuzzFeed quiz on whether yeah, or not I'm I gay. Don't th- I I don't think season two looks as good as season one. Uh, but at the same time, season one was such like a high bar in terms of animation. But season I, two still looks very good. 
Yeah, and we haven't even gotten to like the action heavy parts of season two, which will probably be next core. So maybe. Depends on what they depends on what they do. I don't do know mean, where man? the show is going. Dude, action heavy was Rudius not being able to get his dick up. That was the entire season. I really like the core. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Shane, what was your what do you think had the best animation of the season? My pick for best animation, it is a show where there may or may not be 100 Zoms. Yeah. It's Zom 100. Zom 100, which is also my pick for best animation of the season. It goes to Zom 100 bucket list of the dead. Uh, because, have you, do you, Shane, you have eyes, you have, right? I, I was literally about to say, you have eyes if you've seen the show. You know what's up. The, the I, I, you know, animation that is consistently so good that the anime is still not done because they fucking killed themselves. You know, I like Shizuka. You know, the, the the production is melting behind the scenes, but it sure ain't showing on screen because goddamn. 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 Every, the character animation in this is insane. Like I is love hard. I love the uses of color to all the, all the blood splatter is like fucking paintball ass shit. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking. How to avoid hell. censorship 101. You make yeah, how to avoid censorship 101. And make it dope as shit. Make it like colorful as hell. Um, it's so great. It, I just love the look of it. It the like fucking the actual like attention to detail in every single frame of this is impressive as it's impressive as fuck. Just ah mm, it's a visual, visual feast. I am erect. I am you also. Are now, sometimes shows can go under the radar. Shane, what do you think? What was the most underrated show of the season for you this this past season? Now, I said I said before we started recording, Josh is going to be very upset with me. He will not be upset with me for this choice. He might have actually even actually be proud of me. My pick for biggest surprise is my tiny senpai. Wait, you watched that? Uh, yes, I did watch tiny- that actually. Yeah, she's pretty cute, man. I'd it's fuck her. Pretty okay. Well, I <laughs> I mean, she is tiny and she is a senpai. You guys were the one who invited, dude. She's like thirty. Okay, then we're fine. She yeah, she is like, literally she's like older fucking, than the um. It's like a fucking my senpai is annoying situation. They're all adults. It's oh, fine. He's yeah. I'm sorry. She's small. He, he tall. tall. He's he like a tall. normal average. She's just like really, she's just like, she's like really small, but she's got big titty. Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. I like big titty. And the main reason I pick it for this award is because I kind of knew what I was getting into going into it, but I did not realize how much it would fill that senpai's annoying shaped heart hole in my heart. And Mm -hmm. it fit it perfectly. Like this is the exact kind of show. That I'm I'm looking for. That's like really low key, really laid back, chill vibes. You know, some Megan some Megan off, Shipman. Office romance, mm. antics, great shit. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Hey right, Josh, what do you <clears throat> think is the most underrated what was the most the biggest surprise of the season? I'll sure I'll say this is a fucking tiny senpai, because I can't say Jawless reincarnation, because like everyone knew that was gonna be good. Okay. It was, but like, you, my my tiny set probably good. Right, Spencer. show good, good show, show good, good, good show, show good, good show. 
Spencer, what do you think was the biggest surprise for you for the season? Uh, for me, it is going to be an anime that I'm pretty sure only I watched, uh, which is not rare. Um, it reminded me of fun Saturday morning cartoons uh, and was a joy of a mecha show to watch. That is Sin Duality Noir. Ooh. Um, I've been meaning to watch this. Excuse me. I highly recommend you watch it. Uh, it has been described as a modern Eureka 7. Um, so if you liked Eureka 7, my that was a no mech idea. one, right? Huh? Eureka yes. 7 was a mech one? It's the mech one. Yeah, Eureka 7 is the mech one where the, the mech has like a fucking hoverboard. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool as fuck. And Sinduality is about like like robots but the mechas are like a two-person team but it's like one kind of ai robot person and like an actual person it's like and... darling in the franks if darling in the franks didn't have all the sex shit damn the and ai was, are taking and over was, and was good throughout the entire thing <laughs> uh sin duality was fun and i don't hear enough people talking about it so recommend check it out yeah. In terms of biggest surprise for me, I actually have a couple of answers. For th- I, there was a couple of answers I could have gone for this. Uh, I almost went with Dark Gathering, which is a highly underrated show that more people should have watched this past season. Um, however, I'm going to go with the show that I think kind of came out of nowhere for me um, and ended up being one of my favorite shows of the year, and that's My Happy Marriage. Uh, for biggest surprise of the season, I really loved this. I really, really loved this. I thought that, uh, that what for one, it's kind of a citrus who are bringing their top tier character animation to this, and it's consistently gorgeous to look at. Uh, but also, I was really shocked to see like I was expect I was expecting this to be like oh, it's a drama, it's like a romantic melodrama whatever but it's not really it's got elements of that but it's also like a fantasy supernatural story about like ghosts and shit and there's like also like political games thriller stuff behind the scenes it's really interesting and there's a lot of other stuff going on and over the course of its 12 episodes just kept raising the bar in terms of how good it actually got and now it's getting the second season and is legitimately one of the shows i'm most looking forward to next year so i I I'm I, I I did not expect this show to be like one of the highlights of the season for me, honestly. Uh, Imagine yeah, having the... a healthy relationship. I know, mm-hmm. right? And also, one of the right. only times that Netflix actually <laughs> properly simulcasted something. Yep, and well, because the show was done upon release. Every episode had a simul dub in multiple languages when it came out. The show had a, apparently oh. one of the best productions in a very long time behind the scenes and you could tell because it also looks really great. The, uh, the so rare de- instance that we run into that at this point. Yeah, so definitely worth checking out if you have not seen it yet. But with a surprise must come a disappointment. Spencer, what was your biggest disappointment for you this season? Um... Probably, if we're talking, yeah, I'll save that for probably Horimiya pieces. Damn, this man's turning on Horimiya. No, I'm not turning on (laughs) Horimiya. I just, after watching it, I now understand why they took that stuff out. It's still still good. It's still Horimiya, 
but it's a nothing burger of a show. <laughs> like, it doesn't add or subtract anything from the anime. It's just kind of there. It's just kind of there. It's little side ah. stories that are meant to like, hey, if you like this character or this couple, here's more of that. Which I did. They just didn't do... It was a weird thing. It was like, I enjoyed my time with it, but I also was disappointed in that it it didn't feel like Horimiya. It just felt like somebody was, like, an intern was paid to translate a couple of side chapters to, you know, hap, like, haphazardly slapdash. 12 episodes of anime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and it's also out of order too. They just adapted random chapters for like. Oh, episodes. yeah. So yeah, so yeah. so a lot of like to the, release the, like an actual like fucking full on like watch order for them. Some there's an there's a couple of episodes in Horimiya pieces that like take place in the middle of episodes from the main show. So yeah, so which is kind of my issue because so it'll it'll paint like it paints. Um, Hori as like this bitch girl for and then the next episode she'll be like is like redemption and then she'll be back to a bitch so because it was out of order there's no there's no thematic curve to follow I can't follow these characters through these side stories because <laughs> I might be at the end of one side story that's actually the beginning of one side story so I would love to see somebody edit Horimiya, um, and Horimiya pieces into like a full like twenty six episode show, and yeah. like try to see if they can. Because I feel like there's like a perfect show in there somewhere. Honestly, I I also want to state because I was thinking of of putting this under the worst, but that would be unfair. So I'm gonna put this under disappointing. Mm -hmm. Um, my most disappointing thing of of the season is the production of Zom 100. <laughs> like, 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 straight up, I just want to take, like, 30 seconds to talk about that right now. Okay. For a company that tried to get away from, o that got away from OLM because of the bad production, they were met with a bad production. It took nine episodes for them to release their actual OP that didn't reuse any footage. And that um, OP is a fucking banner. And that like, OP rules, but it shouldn't have been nine episodes of reusing footage. Um, it is now at a point where I don't know, we don't know if it will ever be finished. It will probably at, be finished, more than like, finished, considering how but, well it got done, yeah, to but, how well it did in the ratings. So at this point, it is on an indefinite hiatus on episode nine of 12. Mm-hmm. It got three quarters of the way there through sheer fucking willpower. And it is disappointing to see a studio stumble as hard as they did because I wanted all the best for Bug Film. But the Japanese animation industry is a shit show and it's a fucking wreck. And if honestly, if something is not done in the next couple of years, that entire industry is going to be the crash is coming the crash yeah. is coming it's going to be irreparably damaged nobody is going to be able to deal with it yeah it's going to it's going to be a crash on the same level as it happened in the 90s so it's going to be ins it's going to be fucking insane 
Uh, Shane, what was your biggest disappointment of the season? Y'all probably forgot this aired this season. My pick. Fooly Cooly Grunge. Oh, fuck. Okay, you, I didn't watch. Actually, I actually, yeah, so you actually sat down this. and watched it? I had to. Morbid curiosity. Why, got better Shane? Me, dude. Why? Is it, how bad is it? How are we talking? How bad are we talking? We are so far removed from what Fooly Cooly originally was. You could literally label this anything else, and I'd be like, okay, sure. I, I buy it. How but, over is it? <laughs> it's it's mega Jover, dude. <laughs> it's it, it it feels like someone so desperately trying to like rekindle what made this series good to begin with and just completely misunderstand it in at every single step. Like the story is dreadful, the writing is awful, animation is piss, whoever thought CG would work for this clearly didn't know what the fuck they were doing, all of the characters feel nothing like how they used to. I don't even, that's not even Haruka at this point, I'm sorry, it's just a completely different character. Naota? That's not Naota. It's just so far removed, and they keep trying to do this because money you'd be good to know that jason demarco has officially announced that after shoegaze is done they're done no more fully coolie uh so uh so they're done the evil has been the evil has been defeated it's over the evil has been vanquished (laughs) let it let it's just dreadful dude it's just dreadful (laughs) dude Mm mm-hmm all right, uh, Josh. What was your biggest disappointment, if you have one? Of course, Jobless Reincarnation was done. It's over. It's. I'm it's disappointed over. that they. <clears throat> Here's my issue. You know what? I'm gonna go on a little side tangent because Spencer did. What the fuck happened? Just animes having 24 episodes, two cores run side to side. It, the anime I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm just I, I'm so sick and tired of an anime saying season two part one, season three part one. It's just instead of releasing it in fall and spring, release it in fucking spring and just give us all of it. I, I it's feel so like much easier just I'm, to give I'm us I'm glad everything. you brought this up. I'm really glad you brought this up because I feel like I saw something not long ago. Where a show was a a show had a its air date premiere date announced and it was like a big deal that it was running two cores back to back. I hate yeah, it's that fucking Freyrin. It's Freyrin. That's why. Well, for both Freyrin and Undead Unluck made it. They made a big deal about those shows are going to be two cores simul consecutive. They're two consecutive cores. I and that's that a huge that fucking point. deal. I hate that we're at that point. And it's just it's so annoying because they can just. Instead of just releasing it early and be like, well, we'll get the next part later, just release it later and give well, us listen, Josh. Once. Listen, Josh, the shareholders won't let them because they'll lose money. I hope the Japanese anime industry crashes so we can get fucking what the people actually want. The yeah, production which, no, which is good, produc- which is good production schedules and animators not keeling over from overwork. Straight up, but... 
It's crazy how to the Japanese industry what Brunrit just said is like mystifying. Like why I think well let's talk about the worst example, which is of course Attack, Attack on, on Titan. Titan. Attack mm -hmm. on Titan. Attack on Titan is the worst example of this. Okay. And it's it's not and I don't a hundred percent blame Mappa. Because no, it's absolutely of, it, this is a systemic problem. So. This is a systemic problem that Mappa is unfortunately kind of on the forefront, or they were they're they are now better. They're like they now actually have one of the highest wages in the the industry for animators. But especially during this period, it was like Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 1. Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2. Attack on, Attack Titan, on Titan the final, final season. season. The final chapters Part chapter, 3 Part, part 2. Exactly. It's like, what? There was a, how long was it between Season 1 and Season 2 of, of Attack on Titan? Like it, four was four years. Years. Four it was years? four years. Four years? Four years. People will wait. People will wait. Hell, how long was it that we waited between, like, um, Devil's a Part-Timer, season one, season two? That was, like, nine years. Eight years? Nine years, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, eight, nine years. And yeah. we waited, and we watched it, and it was great. Like, because... The, like, the, the gap between each season of Blue Exorcist has been six, seven years apiece. Yeah, yeah. and the hype is still around for Blue Exorcist. But, but Doka fucking Magica! Like, fucking, it's been 10 years that shit's since a decade the last in the film. fucking making. Yeah, that scene has been in the making for 10 years. And that when that trailer dropped for the new one, it fucking trended on Twitter for like fucking two days. Well, so, yeah, like, um, people will wait. People are fine with waiting. We are fine with waiting, but it is Jap the Japanese anime industry needs to completely remove the production committee aspect. Because anytime you have a committee, especially a production committee that has basically final say and creative control over your project, they don't care about the project. They care about how much money the project will make. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's why if, unless you are people like Shinbo, like Aoki, like, um, the, um, fucking... Yuasa, like, unless you are a known name who can muscle those production committees and get what you want, if you're just starting in this industry, th you are completely in their pocket. Because you have to be, because they hold your livelihood in their hands. So if they say split core, you're doing a split core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's nothing you can, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, as for me, biggest disappointment. Uh, for me, my biggest disappointment of the season. Uh there's a there was a there was a it, there was a couple of uh, there was a couple of stinkers this season for. But in terms of ones that like actively disappointed me, I I find it interesting. You brought up Devil as a part timer this season because that's actually my pick for biggest disappointment this season. Because I no because I because I don't really know. What the fuck happened with Devil's a Part-Timer this core? I really don't. Um, well, I did. Well, I didn't until I found out they tried to rush through like fucking 10 light novel volumes in 12 episodes. Oh, my. 
They are right. They rush to the end, and you could feel it. Character arcs feel completely. They feel skipped over. Uh, fucking. Uh, the actual like fucking story of it seems to jump all over the place. It's all. It's 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 weird to me that a show that honestly started that had a first season that was so so good. Uh, they decided, yeah, we'll just let, let's just try to ru- let's just try to rush to the end as quickly as we possibly can. People want it adapted, right? <laughs> right? They want to see the ending, right? Uh, uh, right? And yeah, it's still a good, I guess, for what it is. But like, I I don't know. I felt to to me to me good. Uh, uh, Devil is a part timer being simply good. I guess is kind of kind of lame. It's kind of lame, actually. Like, it's like I, it's like I have been waiting for the conclusion for this for like a while, and then to get kind of that, I was like, oh, it's like, well, shit. I guess. Uh, but yeah, that kind of blows. Shane, what was your guilty pleasure of the season? This is where Josh is gonna hate me. <laughs> oh boy. I'm apologizing you say now. I'm going to. I'm apologizing now. It's rent a girlfriend season three. Are you fucking the, serious? Are you fucking I, kidding me? Get out of here! Kick him <laughs> now! Kick him! Kick him now! I can't. Kick remember, I'm recording. recording the episode. Yeah. Okay. Shane, Shane, please, please explain to the class what you, uh, what, what. Why are you such a fucking idiot? You are genuinely the biggest fucking you, idiot I have. I'm out. Ever. Did you sit through season one and two to get to season three? Need I, I remind you, you, every time the show has aired, I've named it Guilty Pleasure. I So he's watched it every year. So. I genuinely okay, cannot right now with you. I am so Listen, sick and disappointed of you. I, I'm going to throw your words right back in your face, Josh. Okay. <laughs> me, yes, I know I read it. Me <laughs> watching Rent-A-Girlfriend? Is you reading Rent a Girlfriend? <laughs> I read you it. You know out of it's spite. bad, and you know you hate it, but you can't stop. It is not a guilty pleasure, my friend. It is spite driving <laughs> me. It is pure, unadulterated rage, spite, and fucking malice for that filthy garbage of a show. And you know what? I feel I will follow suit eventually. But for now, I still get some sick enjoyment out of it. It's 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 his it's his trash, damn it! <laughs> it's Listen, trash, I need I need, tr- I need something to fill the hole that Island left, and it's so sad that <laughs> Island is an infinitely better show than this. <laughs> Island is like a far more fun trash show, though. Like that's so much fun, much more fun in my mind. Uh, Spencer, what was your biggest guilty pleasure of the season? Um. Mans was not prepared. Well, because I, I, I'm trying to get the English name for it. Uh, the masterful cat is depressed again today. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the cat show. It it is the cat Gohan show. Oh, the other one. The other was... one. <laughs> not the other one. The one that is better, but still a Gohan show. <laughs> um. I have been very vocal on the podcast about my love for Studio Gohans in a weird way. 
Not because I think 99% of their anime has been good, because it hasn't, but because I so desperately want them to have a good anime. Because they're one of the few studios that actually have some goddamn passion. It's misplaced, but it's still passion. They were, they, they were so close with Scar on the Praetor, huh? They really were. That, that, that is, aside from Copelion, like, the most watchable of their shows. They were so close to making a show that I could genuinely recommend to people. Uh, but their Gohan's camera, like, like I, I actually like, um, like, a, how they use the camera sometimes. I didn't like it in that, that girl forgot her glasses, so I decided to, she was hot. Don't worry, we'll called. talk about it, we'll talk about it later, buddy. Um, but when I saw the PV for the cat one, I was, like, kind of impressed, because it looked normal. It like, looked like a show. It looked like a show. And then I watched it, and I'm like, oh, this is still a Gohan show. But you know what? It's kind of goofy. I like the fact that there's a giant cat that takes care of a tired office worker. Okay? That's funny to me. And it's and, still acting like a cat. <laughs> and it's still acting like a cat. It's great. But... Mm -hmm. It's a guilty pleasure because it is a Gohan show and because y y you can't take that out of it. So it, it, it has some actually good camera work. Like th there's some unique camera movements that it does. You know, as always, the background art is really nice in Gohan shows. Um, and it is the closest aside from Scarves of the Praetor that I can be like, yeah, if you're in the show for, if you're in the mood for like a cute little, you know, work comedy, you can watch this. But I would also say, please bring a, a, a vomit bag with you if you get motion sick. Bring aren't, some Advil. Aren't they supposed to be making another season of K? They uh, have, yes. That's been in the production for God knows how long. I don't for know if that's happening. Years. Uh, fucking, but yeah, Josh, what was your pick for Guilty Pleasure? Season. I'll tell your rise on Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout. Oh, oh, <clears> what oh, the fuck are her, her ass. Her ass. Hold on. Let, no, 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 let me say my my piece. Thick thighs save lives and make yep. my dick rise. Yep. Amen, there brother. Amen. There is. We love, we love to see it. Uh, all I know is that it's based on a game series that's actually really well respected uh, for the most part. Um, and, but the, but the, and the anime adaptation focuses a lot on her assets. So. As you should. Uh, detrimentally uh, horny. Detrimentally horny. My pick for Guilty Pleasure of the Season is a show that I don't think that is pro is a good Probably not, but I ha I've been having fun with it. That's for sure. And that's Reign of the Seven Spellblades. Uh, this is this is essentially this is a this is essentially the uh, but this is like a magic school, like a magic school fantasy show uh, that has a that has a group of seven main protagonists, all of which are essential that are essentially 
fucking trying to make it out of this school alive because if they because it turns out that there's like secrets there that could fuck that uh, secrets there and like only like 10 percent of the class actually graduate and no one knows what happens to the other 90 percent. so there's a bunch of other this stuck stuff going on i don't really know if this show is good because it, again it has like seven protagonists and because of that the show despite only despite having a weird episode count it's 15 episodes but some for some reason um it ha it uh, it's trying to balance that amount of protagonist it has it's its magic system is nothing you haven't seen before and it also ha ranges in animation quality from hey this actually looks really good to ew this looks disgusting get it off of my screen but you know i have fun with it i think it's a blast i think it's a ton of fun i think the character and I, I think it's like all gu good guilty pleasure shows I actually like the cast. I think the cast is very likable and has a and there's a lot going for them. Uh, just not just design wise, but also just in terms of personality. I think that's the big appeal here. So if you have a chance, I definitely say check out Reign of the Self and Seven Spellblades, uh, even if it's probably not actually that good. Uh, speaking of not good, what's worst worst of the season, Spencer? What was your worst of the season? Uh, it was. Uh, let me the other go <laughs> No, I actually didn't watch that because I, I didn't watch that because I have a soul and I saw the PV and I went, oh, uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> the dreaming boy is a realist. Oh, um, <laughs> do you know, you know what the theme of this anime is? What is the theme of this anime? The theme of this anime is that. It's not okay for a man who has been stalking a woman to, to realize that he's being creepy and he should probably not stalk this woman. That's the theme. Nice. The theme is that he's trying to better himself and is like, okay, I'm going to move on because this isn't healthy and I don't think that what I'm doing is right, so I'm gonna, you know, maybe I can, like, try and, like, play hard to get, but he, at, but, and then, but then at one point he's like, that's not really how, um, that's not really the right thing to do, you know, she's turned me down, like, 500 times, so you know what, I'm just gonna move on with my life, and she goes, why isn't this guy stalking me? Oh, why am no. Why, why is, does he hate me? Does he hate me now? Why is he, why, why is he keeping his distance? Why isn't he, like, running up and, like, being annoying? So, there you go, folks. The theme is, if somebody just is stalking you and stops stalking you, you should probably be worried. Not because they might, like, kill you, but because they're not stalking you anymore. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful, what a wonderful premise for a show. Josh, what was your, what's your worst of the season? What do you think? Rent a girlfriend. Is, is it rent a girlfriend? The biggest pile of filthy, degenerate dog shit that a cow ate up, shit out, vomited out, then you got fucking garbage all over it, pissed on it, shit on it, threw it in the fucking ocean, pissed on it again, and fucking shit it out of a whale. And that's only about 10% of how fucking garbage this show is. Oof. Nice. God, I fucking hate Rent-A-Girlfriend. 
You can you can just hear it in his voice. He's just like, I hate this show. I'm just it's yeah. so sick and tired of the fact that he just refuses to fucking end it, even though we're 300 plus chapters in and nothing no, wait, has I'm fucking out. happened. 300 chapters. Oh yeah, buddy, we're 300 chapters in. We're fucking and it's still we're going. Chapter 301, and <laughs> one no happened? signs of ending. Wanna know what's happened? Jack and fucking shit. You know, he had a chance too. He had a fucking chance where they kissed. They said they liked each other. They actually fucking were like, oh, hey, I actually like you. Oh, hey, I like you too. And then wanna what fucking happened? Fucking nothing. Didn't he like, didn't he like get a boner in the ocean or something like that? No, just. I fucking. That's Shane, like the only panel from that manga that I know I, of because people I died. Just genuinely, I don't know why. Why he continues to write this dog shit? It makes money. He makes money. I just wish nothing but the most horrible fortune upon this fucking guy because. I just, man, rent a girlfriend just makes me angry. Angry, makes me really fucking <laughs> just genuinely hate life. Mm-hmm. I hate rent a girlfriend, man. Fuck rent a right. girlfriend. <laughs> Shane, what was your worst of the season? Now it's time to talk about the other Gohan show, baby. Oh boy, <laughs> official title. The girl I like forgot thing. her glasses. That's what it's called. What it, it uh, beyond? Yeah, the, it, fuck it. This isn't my pick, by the way. So Shane, go ahead. Just talk about this. <laughs> it just makes my brain hurt. I don't. I don't know how they're allowed to keep getting away with this. Frankly, like, this should be a crime. And the worst part is, it's not even like that awful. I've seen worse, but they I've just seen keep, whiz. They just keep doing this, huh? They just keep yep. having these insane productions that make zero sense, look like utter trash, and it's all for shit that like doesn't matter. Nothing in this show matters. None of it is emotional, appealing, impactful. None of it. It's just, you know, bog standard romance. The girl I like forgot her glasses. That's that's it. That's her whole. We fucking killed him. We did fucking kill him. (laughs) Yeah, we got his dead. We killed him. Uh, My worst of the season would have been that if I hadn't watched uh, two episodes of this and then realized, oh, this. Oh, it's one of these. Oh, God. Uh, My worst of the season goes to liar liar or liar rail or however oh, the fuck no. they want to spell it oh, okay so you actually watched that i watched two episodes of this out of sheer morbid curiosity and let me tell you i don't think i've seen a dumber show than kane's game the animation uh since king game king's game it's like this is this is peak this is peak stupid okay so you know 
So who Shane? Do you know Shane Spencer Josh? Do you know what the premise of the show is? You, do you know what the premise yes. of this show is? Yes, my I do. cock. Man, man goes to a super school and bluffs his way into people's hearts. No, not 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 only that, Shane. Do you know what the premise of this show is? As well, no idea. <laughs> okay, so it's about a guy who fucking goes to this academy where everything is built on this system where it's like, yo, if you have like a certain amount of stars, uh, you are the top dog at the school. Guy joins one day and fucking accidentally wins a star from like the top person at the school. And because of that, might die i guess so has to like fucking bluff his way to try to get like the rest of his stars or he will get expelled uh but it turns out that the star he has is a special star that like gives him like superpowers and shit or like fucking super persuasion and also the girl that he stole the fucking star from is also a liar because it turns out that she fucking like fucking that she's not actually the person she says she is she's instead like the best friend of said person who fucking faked her fucking death and now she's like replaced her and is using this as a way to like get her fucking to like get like her normal like a normal life it's the my brain hurts yeah my brain hurts too and this is all like in the first like episode by the way so you can just tell that it gets even dumber as it goes i watched two episodes of this and this is the absolutely one of the stupidest things i've ever had the pleasure of my brain already it is so fucking stupid it's like it's it's shane it's like if it's like if no game no life had the intelligence of king's game the animation fuck yeah let's go we're so fucking back so so yeah so yeah so peak awful so like this is definitely like one of those you have to see it to believe it kind of shows um does it have anything as good as uh holding a condom full of semen up to the glistening moonlight i i got two episodes in i don't know if it has that Damn. I don't know if that has anything good as that. In the first two episodes, it doesn't really. Uh, I fucking. It also has like also like all the games. The rules are just made up. Like they don't nice. ever like stay the same. It's 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 so it it's it, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen it, I honestly don't. It's not worth your time. But also like it's peak stupid. Uh, now let's talk about bests of the season. The ones y'all have been waiting for. Josh, what's your best of Jobless reincarnation. He didn't even let me finish, <laughs> but okay. Do you have to ask? Crazy. You know what's I mean, crazy to me? Most. You know what's crazy mm-hmm. to me is that in boys chat, he constantly popped off for Zom 100 and never popped off for Jobless. Yeah, because I don't want to give you guys any spoilers because it is genuinely the greatest fucking anime ever made. Which I don't know about that, but like it's a fucking, but like it's, but yeah, season two was really good. I was really impressed by it overall I it's really, so fucking uh, i'm not going to go into depth because i genuinely do not want to spoil anything for matt or for spencer and shane <laughs> because this is genuinely such a incredible season it is 100 percent rudius's growth and his <laughs> adventure you know you can make a joke on that but it is genuinely like this takes place right after fucking eris just fucking ruined him yeah it's so good it's just so good i urge all of you guys to watch it it's 12 episodes of just peak peak 
Spencer, what, man. Spencer, God, what was your man. best of the season? Um, as much as I would love to say, uh, Zom, this once again falls into my own minor done. rules. It's not done. It's it's three quarters the way. Unfortunately, hey, you can boo me, but you can never say that I don't follow my own rules. Boo. I don't bend for anything. Okay. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy, this guy stinks. stinks. Hey, hey, Shane. Um, but yeah, shut up. We watch Rent a Girlfriend. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh. He does do that. So, um, but That's that uh, so. I will say Zom 100 gets a big star, big recommend the first nine episodes, uh, but Undead Girl Murder Farts is just a masterpiece of animation. And uh, Undead Girl Murder Farts is so good. It was like in my top three of the season. It's insanely great. It's Undead so good. Girl, Undead Girl Murder Farts, for being directed by the guy who did Kaguya, because people seem to forget that sometimes, yes, that is the Kaguya director doing a... The most bizarre thing you've ever seen. I was gonna say, it's it's such a Spencer show, okay? Because it's a mystery show that takes place around the Victorian slash kind of Edo, like late Edo period Japan and Europe. Okay, so mm -hmm. like eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. You have characters like Phantom, the Phantom of the Opera. You have characters like Arsène Lupin. You have. Sherlock Holmes. You have a person who is just a head. You have a a person who is a half oni. You have a maid who is scary. Yeah. And the first episode has a POV shot of somebody pouring beer down the <laughs> rifle down the barrel of a rifle. It is so spectacular. <laughs> Every single second of this anime oozes with passion and love for for the source material. And I have never had more fun than more more anxiety because I have to wait a week to watch the next episode, only to be completely blown away by every subsequent episode. The show is a masterpiece and the best of the season, hundred percent. Shane, what was your best of the season? I'm gonna let you go first, Matt, because your pick will a hundred percent influence mine, and you'll see what I mean by that. Okay, so I really debated because there was a lot of shows this season that actually could take this. Uh, Zom, I think if Zom had finished, I think Zom would actually have been my pick because obviously Zom is incredible, but I decided not to. I want to wait till it's done. I want to see if they can stick the landing. They probably will. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here. And say, oh, they, they, they'll. A hundred percent. They're going to stick the landing. This reminds me of a Vadoka Magica situation. That was episode. The last couple of episodes that got delayed, and we all know how well those turned out. So I think we'll probably be the same as Om. I, I have bare. I have tons of faith. Uh, I could have gone with Mushoko Tensei because that was really good. I could have gone with Kaisen because, of course, of the flashback arc because they did an absolutely fucking incredible job. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, in fact, I'd argue they did a better job on that than they're doing on Shibuya right now. Um, 
Uh, and, and they've done a very good job on Shibuya, so that should tell you how well they did the flashback stuff. Bleach was Bleach was excellent this season, and so was, again, My Happy Marriage, which is one of my favorites of the season. But the one I'm actually going to go with, I would like to formally apologize to both Shane and Spencer for doubting this show when we first initially covered it. My best of the season is the fifth season of Bungo Stray Dogs. Good. I, yeah, baby! I yeah, genuinely fucking... think... I have, it, this is the best Bungo has literally ever been, and it's not even close. It took five seasons, but I now completely get the hype surrounding Bungo Stray Dogs, because they have officially, they have, a, they have officially started to pay off all of the stuff that they have built up over the course of four seasons, and it's all paying off wonderfully, uh, even if, and, and, the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, I know it ended on a cliffhanger, and I know that I have no idea when this is going to come back because they're literally out of manga material, but I don't care because it ended that the most recent the last episode of the season is the best episode they ever did. Like, so, like, I don't fuck it. Like, if I if you've not seen the past two seasons of Bungo, do it because it's the best they've ever been. And I'm very fucking happy. I'm finally on the bungo train because it took, it took five seasons, but it's happened. So turns out when you write a show that actually, you know, has like foreshadowing done correctly, it, fuck it. It works like have it fucking actual up, arcs, please. Fucking fucking. They took the one piece approach. It's so, uh, but thank you, Matt, for finally understanding seeing the light. Uh, all right, Shane. What was Shane, your pick? We've done it. We finally done it. We finally win. So, my pick. I was originally gonna go with Zom One Hundred because I genuinely think Zom One Hundred is one of the best shows that they aired this season, finished or not. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. But in my heart of hearts, I can't deny how much I fucking love this show and this core in particular was fucking outstanding. It's fucking bleach, baby. Let's go. It's fucking bleach. Let's go. Let's go. Bleach. Bleach. The separation. God, Let's go. It's so good to be a bleach fan, bro. Yeah. Man, I love bleach. Man, I love bleach. Bill. <laughs> Man, I love Bleach. This see, okay, this season in particular was great because it was fight if nonstop action. It was all action. episodes, all of it. Therefore, nonstop action for thirteen episodes, and all of it was heat. Like there was not a single moment where I wasn't just fucking, fucking fist pumping in the air, pointing at the screen, hootering and hollering because <laughs> it was the fucking, fucking Leo great. Me just pointing at the screen like. <gasps> No, literally, that was me the entire season. That final episode, dude. Dude, dude, Senjimaru. <laughs> Squad Zero beat the fraud allegations. <laughs> they are, uh, dude, what's, they actually improved on that from the manga because everyone was calling them frauds because in the manga, they went out like chumps. Um, in here, I love what they did with Squad Zero in the anime, dude. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Man, Man, I love Bleach. Man, I love Bleach. <laughs> Man, I fucking love Bleach. Also, Rukia's Bakai. Oh, fuck the dude. <laughs> also, Yoruichi's back. Yes, the, 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 the milk. Queen. <laughs> uh, fuck it, the queen is back. I fucking... 
Man, I love Fleet. Man, I love Fleet. I'm so happy we live in a timeline where this exists. I'm yeah, so happy. This is, it's so good. You know what else is good? The fall 2023 season, which we can yeah. move on to. Move on to now. Shane has Shane has not watched anything because he has told me uh, in confidentiality that he's actually been waiting for this podcast so he can get recommendations, which is nice. Um, uh, uh Tensei, fucking idiot. But uh, Mushoku Tensei is not here. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Not... I don't give a shit. Watch Mushoku Tensei. Hey. I mean, fair, but also, but also, yeah. So Spe- now Spencer also did watch a couple of things. I'm just uh, Spencer. What did you watch? What have you seen this season that you would uh, like? To so far, I have seen, and I have, I, I have a bunch lined up that I watch probably tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, so I will let Matt, because Matt obviously has the whole list. But I'll talk about the ones that I want to specifically recommend to Shane. Um, I will start with. The obvious one that we have to talk about, that of course being Undead Unluck. Undead Unluck, oh, which is unfor- which is unfortunately as uh, which is unfor- us Canadians uh, are, una- are at the moment unable to watch it. I don't know when that's going to change. Um, I, f- I probably will within the coming like months or weeks. Uh, so as of recording, it is not up on Disney Plus. It is currently a Hulu exclusive to the U.S. Um, uh so if you wish to watch it in yeah so if you're in like europe or so places fucking sail the high seas i guess um but unluck is as good of an adaptation as you expected considering the team and uh i actually think it's better oh you like it more than fire forces premiere yes specifically Mm. because matt the opening scene yeah, the, oh, the mon- the, the, the fucking the opening snow scene, yeah. Yeah, that is a single panel from the first chapter. Yeah, I fuck, I've heard about that, and I saw, and I'm like, they made an entire, like, fucking five-minute short film out of that. I think that's so cool. They made an entire opening sequence out of a single panel from the first chapter of, Un- of Undead Unluck. Um, aside from that, like, that attention to detail, I love it. But... Aside from that, this is 100% the Fire Force team. And Yukiyase cannot be beat. That man has a taste for energy and for motion and for enthusiasm. This is exactly what I wanted, Shane, out of an Undead Unluck adaptation. Yukiyase is genuinely one of my favorite directors working right now. On God. 100%. Agreed. Um, It is bloody. It is comedic there's so funny it is so funny (laughs) and it has one of my favorite little things where at the end of the episode you got a really cool little like animation of undead unluck so you know how in akudama drive they had those like character cards yeah yeah think that but it's like for all the for all the ne- all for negators, all the, uh, negators got it. Yeah, so like Undead and Unluck have their own. Um, it is gorgeous to look at once again. Some um, of the best action storyboarding of the year, actually. Um, um, and it has the JoJo sound design team. So oh, yeah, you better believe. it's so crunchy. 
so you better believe that when Andy is blowing his feet off and then regenerating them and blowing them off so he can fly through the air using the momentum, it sounds like a fire force. Yeah, it, it's it's a blast. I really, really, I fucking loved this. I thought this was great. Incredibly fun. Highly recommend. I also highly recommend Shangri-La Frontier. This is um, definitely on my list, yeah. <laughs> so, to sell this, Shangri-La Frontier is about the future, quote-unquote. It's basically, it's like futuristic, okay? <laughs> games on cartridges and games on discs are considered retro. Retro gaming. <laughs> it's all done like by VR headset. But, as the show explains, there's a ton of games that come out every month, and not all of them are good games. Some of these games are bad, and some people will willingly play through bad games. We call these people freaks. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Shangri-La. That's that right. Shangri-La. It is a complete satire of, like video game culture because is the, is the, the sonic frontiers credit, gag from that too? that's also yeah, that's from the yeah. shit that's in shangri-la as well there's also El, there's mean, an elden rain thing too in that as well you mean comic frontiers oh yeah comic, comic frontiers, frontiers and Elden oh, oh, or whatever yeah oh but the best thing is it also joke so there's a couple of really good jokes all already the show's hilarious um because the guy plays nothing but garbage games and ranks them on how atrocious they, they are. Nice. Garbage they are. Yeah. So he gets recommended a good game, like an actual good MMO, and he's like talking about how good it feels to play this game because there's no bad pathing, and because <laughs> when he moves, there's no lag, and <laughs> and the way that he plays is because you saw obviously the image of, of the guy with the with the bird head, the bird right? Head, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, so that's because he's the kind of player who doesn't wear armor and instead will just get a really good weapon and use that to play the game. Uh, so geez, I, want, I, I, I know someone like that. And maxes out his, like, Lux and Dex stats. Yeah, his Luck and Dex stats so he can get crits. Okay? So, I, I know someone like that. So <laughs> this version allows you... So this game allows you to sell your starting armor. So he sells all of his armor to get money to buy good weapons. But he doesn't want to be the guy because he uses the same screen name for everything, which is just his name kind of, like, shortened. So he doesn't want to be the guy in his boxers that people can tell who he is. So he buys a bird hat <laughs> and wears the bird hat so people don't know that, that it's him. Um, that... That 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 image Wait. that I put in, in boys chat with with the the critical that's from Shangri La. Like, so it, so he's not actually his character isn't actually a bird. Nope, his no, character he's just wearing he's a bird mask, mask, dude. He's just wearing a bird Shit. mask, dude. Because because people can't know who he is. The show is hilarious, and the OP actually might be one of the best of the year. All I know, okay. All I know. Yeah, I haven't watched the show yet, obviously. All I know is that it's like Dark Horse best animated show of the year because the animation is like ungodly good. And all I've <laughs> seen is the clip of the woman literally getting curb stomped. And it's just like the dude's foot literally caving her face in. 
that's, that's in the all first I've seen. like that's like in the first the show. like two minutes. So like, um, but like okay, that's so a good opening joke. My favorite thing about Shangri-La Frontier is yeah, just the way it looks. The production on this is insane. Uh, the the action scenes are like some of the best of the year. He's fighting a Vorpal bunny in the first episode, and it's it's like as intense as like the shit from like Bleach. It's so goaded. It's, yeah. it's job, so goaded. Obviously, this is a turn your brain off show. I can't see this being like a narrative feast, but it's certainly oh, fuck. a technical fucking feast. It's definitely a blast. It's an absolute delight. Go watch it. It's fantastic. I loved it personally. And the other one that I'm going to recommend for Shane, for me personally, is um, I'm going to recommend specifically Paradox Live, the animation. Um, so th th there is two rap battle animes. There is the second season of Hypnosis Microphone and a new one called Paradox Live the Animation, which is another mixed-media type thing. Um, I obviously love Hype Mike, you know. It's goofy fun. It's really funny to see, like, a terrorist open up, like, a suicide vest, but it's just strapped with microphones. It's goofy. But Paradox Live is, like, an actual, like, rap battle music anime it, 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 it's not grounded mind you let me be that clear oh, it's yeah. still in a cyberpunk universe where there's a fucking special like liquid metal that can like change people's emotions so like so like what when you rap you can create you're creating like like spectral images of like a phoenix and like weird shit but <laughs> the characters themselves are like goofy but grounded they're more grounded than hype mics for sure hype mike is a is a bunch of chuckle fucks battling a in a, it's, a jo it's jojo with rap battles yeah exactly hype mike is jojo with rap battles paradox live is a tournament arc with rap battles <laughs> mm-hmm Pretty much, pretty much, best way to describe it. I think the v to me, the real appeal of Paradox Live is twofold. One is the fact that I actually give a shit about the entire cast. They actually do a very good job in the first episode setting up every single team's motivation and their personalities and what they are in the tournament for, which is always good for a tournament arc. I want to go into a tournament arc not knowing who to root for. I think that's always a really smart thing to do. And the other thing that I really like about Paradox Live is the way it looks. Because uh, it is from Studio Pine Jam, by the way, doing this. Um, and if you and uh, I recognize that name for the they are the people who did Glepnir and Do It Yourself. And they are and they once again proved themselves to be an underdog in the animation department because they did a fan because Paradox Live looks amazing. Visually, this thing has insane amounts of character sakuga. Uh, the fucking it feels cinematic without actually needing to try, and it's got really strong, distinct, a really strong, distinct color palette that makes it pop. It's a really beautiful looking show. In fact, it's probably the best looking idol, like original idol show we've gotten in a very, very long time. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, I enjoy Paradox Live quite a bit. Now, as for, now, honestly, this is hard, a hard season to 
really discuss because there's actually a lot of really good this season. Um, a lot of it is sequels, so we'll just I I. With the exception of, so I won't mention any of them. If you if you're watching a sequel, it's probably because you've already seen the first season. So like obviously it's like Spy Family is here, Tokyo Avengers is here, Doctor Stone is going to be here. It hasn't started yet, but it's going to be here. So yeah, if you have if you've watched the first seasons, you're probably watching these. I'm not gonna talk about those, uh, cause there's what it, I don't have. There's nothing to say about them. The only one I'll bring up is that I will double down on that Shane and Josh should absolutely fucking watch Eminence of Shadow ASAP because it yeah. is fucking fantastic. Um, and the first episode of the second season is actually might be uh, one in a, if, if it could continue this momentum actually makes a very good case for this to be the only the first isekai to rival ReZero for me in terms of best isekai I've seen. Damn, that's high uh, praise. Yeah, it's really good, guys. It's really good. It's also one of the funniest shows of the year. So it's it's please please watch Here, Eminence in Shadow. Shane, <laughs> how many how many times character. do they go? I am Atomic. A couple of times, but also in the most recent episode, uh, fucking he goes on a monologue that's like recapping the first season, and he literally said, and he like eventually starts running out of like uh, ways to say we are running out of time so he just starts saying that over and over again in like different increasingly weird ways so there's a there's a character there's a pair of named po- there's a character named potato potato I did read that and and his brother scale atoll and in a tournament arc in the first season, there is a character called I Don't Want to Lose. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm fuck kid off. you fucking not. I Don't Want to Lose is a character in Eminence and Shadow. It is, okay, Eminence and, and Shadow is... the stupidest is, show ever made, I love it. <laughs> Eminence and Shadow is if Konosuba played everything completely straight. <laughs> Like, the joke of Eminence and Shadow is that the main character thinks he's cool, and and everybody's just playing along with his delusions, but these things are actually real. The guy, the guy was a Chinibio in the real world who made up this whole fucking thing, and then when he dies and isekais himself and still thinks he's, like, bullshitting and Chinibioing everything, turns out he got all of the details, like, exactly right. Like, everything is exactly the same. Everything, like, this entire Chinibio fantasy of his is real, and, he, and he's the only one that doesn't realize it. So he thinks that ev- so he thinks he so he thinks that he's like just like you know being like a fucking the Naruto weird the Naruto kid in high school who's like fucking running down the hallways but in reality he's actually like the demon lord incredible <laughs> It's just a great fucking premise. It's just it's just a great takedown of like edge lord shit, and it's fucking it's also like really a blast to watch. I re- I love Eminence and Shadow. Um, so in terms of other in terms of shows uh, other shows that I really like this season, there's a there's a couple ones that really do actually come to mind in terms of shows that I really like. Uh, Ragnar Crimson is really good. If you've not seen the first episode of that, it is an hour long, so it is a little bit of a beefy. Uh, beefy starts but i enjoyed ragnar crimson in terms of the darker fantasy shows that are airing this season which there's a shocking amount of 
It is probably the best one of the bunch. It looks the best, sounds the best. It's got crunchy sound. It's got really crunchy sound design, which I like. The action scenes are great, and it actually has a unique perspective. Actually, has kind of a interesting take on dragons that I did not expect to have. Uh, so definitely worth checking out if you're if you're a fan if you're a fan of like fucking things go boom in fantasy act in fantasy anime. Go check that one out. Uh, check. Uh, go check that one out. Uh, uh, fucking. Uh, I also. It, uh, obvi- obviously, I'm gonna mention Overtake here. If you, uh, which is the new Ayaki joint, and it's the F4 anime. Uh, it's really good, guys. <laughs> it's what like. It's really good. Uh, fucking. Uh, it is a lot more of a character drama than I was expecting it to be, but that's not a bad thing. I think it's it's insanely well animated, and it was in production for like six to seven years, uh, and it looks and feels like it. It has got a the character the the actual look of the thing is great. I love the sound design on it, and Aoki continues to be literally one of our best working directors today. Like I think he's easily one of our best, no, easily one of our best. Uh, Shy is really good. Uh, Shy is MHA meets Toku meets Lyrical Nanohana, and it is directed by Masayami Ando, who also did uh, Astro Lost in Space, Scum's Wish, and uh, and Toilet Bound Hanukkah Kun. Which, frankly, hearing that name should be all you need to do to sell you on it, because it's got his directorial style on it in spades in terms of the way it looks and the way it's framed. Uh, so, uh, so if you if you like Tanaka Kun, if you like Astra, if you like Scum's Wish, p- just watch this, please, because it's in that same vein of quality, and it also looks really good. And I like the fact that I was expecting it to be like a more comedic show. It's not. Like it is. It's not. Do do not go in expecting a lighthearted thing with this. It is absolutely fucking not. Um, but it is very. But I really, really enjoy. I really fucking enjoyed it. Uh. Uh, Under Ninja is the weirdest thing ever made, and I really in- and that was is the weirdest thing ever made, but it's also really fun. Uh, Under Ninja is got like a fucking stupid. It's 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 a great show because it, it it's great because it it's it's one of those shows with a stupid premise that it takes full it takes ri- ridiculously seriously. There's around 200 ninjas still living in Japan, and they're all doing, like, mundane shit, except that they're ninjas. So they do it like a ninja. So there's a scene of, like, she, this guy needs to go get toilet paper for his, for his neighbor, but so he's doing it like a ninja. And that's the joke, is that it takes itself dead seriously the entire time. It is really bizarre, but it's from the guy who did I Am A Hero, is from the mangaka of I Am A Hero, which is a great manga, and definitely worth checking out if you have not read it. Uh, so go check that out. I think, however, the big one I want to talk about, and the one that I'm going to probably not shut up for the rest of the year about, is Frey Ren Beyond Journey's End, uh, which had its big two-hour-long premiere uh, early on in the season, which, by the way, is basically just four episodes that they aired at once, uh, because the show is going to be 28 episodes and not the standard, like, 25, 26. Uh, and it's it's really good. It's actually it's more than really good. It's it's fucking fantastic. Actually, it's like it's it. The best way to describe this is if it's fucking. It's like it is the. It is a spiritual successor to something like Kino's Journey or Mushishi in terms of tone. 
if you liked those shows, you'll love Freyren, except now that it has the fucking powerhouse of the Shingo Natsume team and the uh, the Bochi, the Rock team working on it. So it looks like the best thing you've ever seen on a television screen. So definitely. So if you if you're not watching Freyren, I, I don't know what you're doing. Like it's, it is a must watch of the season. It is phenomenal. Uh and it will it will make it, it if you have any kind of a soul it will make you cry within the first 20 minutes uh so that is that is there is a, there is uh also that uh, uh there is also that uh but yeah uh, i will talk about other shows as the as the as the season goes on but those are the ones right now that are really standing outside those are the ones that are really standing out to me in terms of quality uh definitely go check those out uh if you can uh, so I hopefully, just want to yeah. bring attention to this. Also, thank you guys for the recommendations. I feel like I have a pretty solid list now. But I saw what Spencer tagged me in in podcast chat. This man's name is really "I'ma try not to lose." I'ma try yeah. not to lose. Yeah, yeah. That, there's a guy called that. Yeah, that. This is why Eminence of Shadows is a great show. That's why it's a great show. show for a while. I gotta get on this shit. I'ma yeah. try not to lose. Yeah. Oh, there's also like two fucking Yuri shows airing this season. To two Shane. Yes. So just letting you Sick. know that. There's a uh, Stardust Telepath, which is mm, starts in like a week. It's such in a couple days, so it hasn't started yet. And the other one is I'm in love with the villainous, which is really funny and cute. Uh, uh, which is also getting simul dubbed. It's got a dub, same day dub. So that's a that's a big plus in its favor. Uh. Uh, that is in my mind a big plus in its favor. All right, let's move on to uh, let's move on to simul pubs if we have. Oh, any thanks, man. Guess I'll fucking die. Oh, did you not watch? I thought you didn't watch anything. <clears throat> I still was gonna say something. You know, you know. What, what were you gonna say? Hi, folks. Thanks for listening to everyone's recommendation. Now I know there was a lot to listen to, but I have the most important recommendation of all. Watch any new hentai that comes out this season. God Thank bless. you, ladies and gentlemen. God bless, God bless America. God bless America. Just right. doing God's work, man. Also, Matt, I, I, I'm also going to have to smack Matt for saying that uh, something is better than Mushoko Tensei Jala's reincarnation. Sorry. it's a, I mean, it's like, a, it's a I, there's a, liter, literally, there's like... Josh's tier list of anime. I'm just saying, man, it was ReZero, Jawless Reincarnation, come. Uh, my favorite anime. Watch. Come, come. That's my a, favorite. That's also only because. As but also, know, yes, it does sound. That does sound. I do. I do enjoy my. Hey, Spencer. Yes. I work a full time job. Cool. I drive two hours a day. Yes. I don't have time to watch anime. Okay. That is understandable. I'm also. Nice I'm also watching this weird show called One Piece. That that'll a, do it. A singular Thank piece. <laughs> yes. Why? Why is everybody searching for One Piece when they can get two pieces and a biscuit at KFC? So excuse me if I uh, excuse God, me if I'm not so watching fun. anime. To be, to be, to be fair, One Piece is a good thing to watch. Man, I love One Piece. Man, I love One Piece. <laughs> but uh, man, I love hentai. Speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of One speaking of One Piece, let's talk Cyberpub. Shane, you want to talk about One Piece? So what the fuck's going on with Saturn, huh? Um, you so you read the scans then, right? I have not. No. Uh, Saturn has a devil fruit. 
awakened Zoan mythical devil fruit. I I think that's what they all are at this point. For fuck's sake, it's all mythical Zoans. <laughs> They're all awakened mythical Zoans at this point. God damn it. <laughs> The Oda come up with For something fuck's new. Sake, Oda. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's uh Julie Bonnie versus Saturn. So oh, she's gonna and Julie get her shit kicked in. So Ju- Julie Bonnie actually revealed a new power, which makes her fucking devil fruit possibly broken. Uh, so she's you know how her devil fruit. <laughs> okay, so you know how her devil fruit like has the ability to it change makes people... someone's age. Yeah, 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 yeah. She usually, but she usually turns uses it to turn people into like baby, baby like, little babies, piss babies. Yeah. Uh, turns out that Sheriff Devil Fruit has a has an ability called Near Death Experience, where she's actually able to bring your character to to bring those char- like those other people to the point of death to after their biological clock has run out. Kill them and then instantly bring them back to life so they have that like fucking permanent trauma on them of basically dying. I hate that. <laughs> okay, Subaru Natsuki from ReZero. Which I hate I, when which that's broken. <laughs> like that's that's like insane power. I like will she use it against Saturn? Probably not. Or Saturn will dodge it somehow. Um but yeah, and also Luffy's still fighting Kizaru. Because of course he is. Of course uh, he is. Yeah. We are actually reaching the point where Egghead's almost as long as Fishman in the manga. Well, how long was Fishman? Like fifty chapters. So by One Piece standards, piss baby. So, so yeah, by by One Piece standards, oh well, now by One Piece standards, you know, like kind of short. You know, it's not Wano. Uh, it's not Wano. It's not Dress Rosa. Hell, even Whole Cake got up there at some point. mm Hmm. But yeah, uh, so yeah, but let's uh, fucking anything. Uh, Shane, any other manga you want to talk about for Simul Pubs? I know the one that you guys want to talk about. So I'm going to go to Josh first. Josh, give us the updates. Give what? us the updates. Give us the updates, Josh. Give us the updates. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, stuff's good. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, Thanks, you're welcome. Josh. Glad Thanks you're here, updates, buddy. Josh. Me too. Okay, so guys, talk about Kagurabachi. Oh, actually, yeah, fuck. Kagurabachi's fucking sick, man. (laughs) His fucking sword, his sword has fucking fishies. He goes like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. And the fishies come out, and they're like, hey, we're fucking fishies. We're going to fucking suck your dick. And then he's he's like, he's he's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. I have a scar. I'm fucking cool. I'm edgy. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. And then the dad's like, yo, I'm a fucking goofy. I'm a gangster goofy boy. And then the dad's friend's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. And he's like, hold on. I got fucking magic. He's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. and then he's like, fucking, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And he's like, yo, look at my scar, I'm fucking, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and he sees the big bad, and the big bad's like, yo, I got magic, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and then he's got a sword, and he scores the sword, he's like, whoosh, whoosh. the fact of the that's matter is, is that that's an accurate description of the manga, and that's right? your real time experience is. reading Kagurabachi. <laughs> I, my right. favorite part of Kagura Bachi is when he says, "I am the Kagura Bachi." I am the Kagura Bachi. <laughs> My favorite part in Kagura Bachi is when he says, come. Oh, see, no. My favorite part in Kagura Bachi is in chapter two, when he says that the real Kagura Bachi's the, the friends we made, we made along. along. Exactly, yeah. 
Yeah. Kagabachi. Uh, okay, so beyond all the memes that memes have spawned aside. about Kag Memes aside, uh, Kagabachi is actually really good, guys. <laughs> like, it's actually genuinely really good. I Do you remember when he went with this fishy and the fishy went and then he went like and then he fucking parried it. He was like and it was like and he had a gun. He was like right? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Good job, Your Honor. The greatest yeah. section, the greatest segment in this podcast history. Yeah, I yeah, uh, fucking, uh, fucking, I, I was like, okay, Shay, you've read, you've caught up. Are you caught up I, or? Yes. Uh, okay, can we talk about like how strong the fucking art is actually and the paneling for this thing? Because it's, it's 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 got that paneling. I, it's got it's got that paneling I like, where it's not like making you dart your eye across the entire page at any given moment. It's like carefully guiding you in like a smooth motion through each panel. You, you know what you know what it reminds me of and i'm probably gonna i probably sound insane for this it reminds me art wise and paneling wise to early chainsaw man yeah i can see that i, I can feel it you in, i can feel yeah, it i can fuck with it that. guides you in almost like a spiral pattern a lot like a, around the image you kind of, your eyes naturally follow the movement of the panels to a you point get, where you it, 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 it is yeah. I, I really i come on I was sandbagging him, like. <laughs> was like. He sounded like he was in pain. Okay, I was burping. Yeah, burping can be painful. I had to pee pee poo poo, <laughs> but then I took my sword. Like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Okay. Let's, let's, let's right. not. Let's not. All right. You know what? Uh, Kagura, Kagura good. Yes, if you haven't read it, doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. All right, Spencer. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? For for sound pops or just no, I'm, no I'm, say I'm what you want. Do that. I'm gonna okay. here. You know what, Spencer? Hold on here. Oh, he muted that himself. Won't help you. Muting you. Muting won't help. Because I, I was gonna. I, say, I know damn I well say, because he's. I was gonna say let let's talk about Kaisen, but I'm not gonna do that because of Brunrit. But also, yeah, he's here, so we can't talk about that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, he's here, so we can't talk about Kaisen. Also, um, yeah. also, you know that Even he's muted. muted. He's back there going. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Oh, 100%. Uh, all, all I will say. The only thing I will say about Kaisen is that it's so over. It's, it's ripped to so a real over. run, bro. It's, it ripped, it's, ripped to a real one. It's, it's so, so I, it's so over. My favorite part about the recent developments is the insane amount of copium I'm seeing on Twitter. Like. To be fair, I'm, then, I'm part of the copium. Do not worry. I am Do not, not part of the... Okay, I am not part of the copium because I'm fully aware that in order for an ending to happen, these things must happen. Tiptoeing as far around it as I can. But I read the leaks for the next chapter and, like, the plan that they're pulling is kind of fucking genius. Fucking, I, I don't, I, I, oh, okay, I, here's same, what, here's same. what I will say to not spoil, but still tell kind of Shane. About, okay, oh. so Brunrit is deafened, so I will talk about it. And Brunrit, when you hear this, if you watch the podcast, skip ahead like 30 seconds, okay? Um, so the, the, the leaks, okay? So Kashima's dead, okay? So he's killed off. 
and then the fi- and then the final page of, of of the chapter is Yuji and um the lawyer coming in to fight Sukuna. The lawyer fuck. <laughs> do you re- do you remember how fucking busted his domain expansion is? Wait, no, you're right. You're Wait fucking right because you there's no violence allowed in that domain expansion. Wait a minute. Wait a minute! They're just gonna trap him! They're just gonna they're fucking, gonna like... They're gonna fucking trap him, dude! They're gonna trap they're him! They're just gonna and, fucking and, seal... They're gonna do a Gojo! They're gonna seal him away! Straight up! Because, think about it, the domain expansion works, okay? So, the, the lawyer's domain expansion... Fu- it works, okay? Because... <laughs> it just so here's works. how... Yeah, no, so, so, so here's how it is, okay? Remember, there is no... There is no violence allowed in his domain expansion. So even if Sukuna tries to dap him up, he can't. They they are automatically brought teleported back behind the podium. Secondly, the the genius and knowledge of the lawyer helps because he doesn't have any power over, over his domain expansion. It's just his domain, which means that even if Sukuna could mess with the domain, he can't fully exploit it because the as as long as the binding vow is repeated, then that domain is for is it's infinite. Un- it's infinite. Infinite. It's unescapable. Like aside from that and the fucking Pacheco dude, if you put those two together, fucking infinite, dude. I'm telling you, fucking Akutani is cooking, and I'm so fucking hyped. <laughs> He's cooking. Okay, yeah. Let's let's get Josh back in here. Get Josh back. Okay, he's coming back. Alright. You're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I popped off. You can do, good. So do your anyway, sword then noises. Yuji hit the gritty and it was insane. Remember when he took it to a sword? He was like, and then he took it. Yeah, remember when Yuji started hitting black flash? He was like, and then he hit the gritty. Remember, remember yeah, when remember Yuji that. said this really was our Jujutsu Kaisen and then you went to his home when planet? Yuji had sex with Gojo. <sighs> And then Megumi came in, and he was like, yo, why am I not in part of this? And then they all had sex. It's yeah. crazy how the canon events are strangely similar to that. <laughs> in a but weird I'm... way, you're kind of not... And then he pissed, pissed in his shithole, and he pissed in his vagina, and he was like, wow, I fucking come okay, to I, I don't, do. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know about all that. But... I don't know about that one. Josh also, has reached by the new way, levels of unhinged, and I'm very concerned. Also, Yuji is 15. And your point is, okay, fair enough. Megami is 16. Megami is 16. So, like, I thought he was 16. No, he's 15. What the but then he's at younger. Gojo's 29. Like, yeah, Gojo's like an old man. Gojo's so. fucking old, dude. <laughs> My cock is uh, old. Yeah, Gojo's an old man. I think are we done? Are we done with? Can we talk about puzzles? the news now, please? Yeah, yeah. All right. uh, we have two pieces of news. Long. Yeah, well, we have two pieces of news. Uh, not uh, we have two pieces of news. Thankfully, we don't have a whole lot of news. Was so good. Uh, our first piece of news is about Studio Ghibli. Uh, obviously, Studio Ghibli. Um, uh, for one, but also they uh, just released their new most recent film, The Boy and the Heron, which has been making waves in Japan and been doing very well over there. Um, and uh, Miyazaki is also not retiring again, and he's making another film again. Rip. Um, he's gonna smoke uh, himself to death. Uh, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna keep making movies until he drops dead, I guess. Um, but we actually got some news about 
who's actually going to continue running the studio? Because obviously him and Shizuki are getting quite old. Uh, so who's going to run the studio once they're inevitably, unfortunately gone? Uh, turns out Nippon TV. So let's read on. The, the, the Nippon TV, our NTV television broadcasting company, announced on Thursday that it decided to acquire 42.3% of the shares of the world-famous Studio Ghibli. This transaction, once completed would make NTV the largest shareholder of Ghibli and would also turn the studio into a subsidiary of Nippon TV. Both companies called an urgent press conference on Thursday with Nippon TV representative, director, and operating officer Yoshikuni Sugiyama and Ghibli president and co-founder Tochi Suzuki mutually announcing the planned acquisition. During the press conference, Suzuki admitted that the search for a successor for the studio co-founders, which included the studio's acclaimed director Hayao Miyazaki, is what actually what prompted the acquisition plans. Suzuki noted that Miyazaki is 82 years old and Suzuki himself is 75. The studio did approach Miyazaki's son, Goro Miyazaki, many times to become a successor of the studio, but the younger Miyazaki has so far refused all offers. Uh, NTV has also been in talks for Ghibli for a possible acquisition since last year. Ghibli and Hayao Miyazaki has had a long relationship with NTV, dating back to the airing of Nasuka the Valley of the Wind on NTV's then-new Kino Roadshow movie programming block in 1985. <laughs> He's just doing this now. He's just doing the Kagurabachi, dude. Mm hmm. Um, Miyazaki's films have since read air regularly on the block to consistently high ratings. Ghibli uh, Miyazaki recently released the Boy in the Heron anime film, which opened simultaneously in IMAX with a general release on Jap in Japan on July 14th. This is actually a huge fucking deal because it means. That, because Julio Ghibli has been long one of the few animation studios in Japan to not be owned by somebody. They've been a kind. They've been yeah, an independent cool. company for decades, which means that th once this deal goes through, Studio Ghibli will be under Nippon TV. And there has since been news coming out that Nippon TV wants to expand Studio Ghibli and make more like obviously the new Miyazaki films that'll be post boy in the heron, but also other films that they want to do like other films as well as possibly moving into TV um, as well. How are we feeling about this? Because I am a little mixed on this. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> because, because, uh, because uh, uh, Shane, how do you feel about a po how studio Ghibli possibly becoming uh the overlord of a TV station. It really uh, is the, the end of an era, huh? And what's going to happen sooner or later, honestly, in a way. Because, like, like, they're old. We have to... We are at a point in modern society where we have to accept that everything we hold near and dear to our hearts is going mm -hmm. to be consumed by a massive corporation. Yeah. That's just, it's just part of life now. We just got to learn to live with it. Yeah. And, and you got to learn to live. You got to learn that someday Miyazaki will no longer be with us. And that seems to be what this is prepping for. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be. My personal opinion is that I think Miyazaki at least has like 20 more years left in him because Jesus. Uh, fuck it. That man just keeps going. Um... But it's it's an inev it's inevitability that I think that this was going to happen, uh, 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 and I think the idea now Ghibli and I think the idea of Ghibli going into TV sounds interesting on paper, but also sounds really fucking scary. 
Because I think, well, do you think that this could dilute the brand? So absolutely, a hundred percent, it will. Mm-hmm. Because Ghibli, for the longest time, has been known as being like one of the staples of premium quality in the anime industry. Mm-hmm. All they've done is film for the last how many decades? Some of the, and some of the best films the medium has ever produced. So. So if you force them to inherit internally lower their standards, obviously that's going to affect the brand in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. We've already seen that. We've already seen that with other like big name stuff in like other streaming services too. We've already seen that. So like I think it's a risk. It's a risk. It's a risk. Uh, it's a risk. Personal uh, uh, risk. From the sound, obviously, this deal has not gone through yet. We don't know the details of it, and we'll keep you updated on what else comes in. All the piece of news is about a series that a lot of us are a fan of here. Let's talk about the first trailer for the Haikyuu movie. Um, uh, the staff for the Haikyuu anime franchise debuted the trailer and teaser poster for Haikyuu the movie, Deci- Divisive Battle at the Garbage Dump, the first film in the two-part Haikyuu fina- final sequel film project at the Haikyuu Fe- Haiku Festa 2023 event on Sunday. The trailer announces that the film's director, writer, and it will, that it will open on February 16th, 2014. S- the big news, however, is that... Uh, Suzumu uh, Mitsunaka, who is the director on the first three seasons of Haikyuu, is coming back to both write and direct this new film. Uh, the anime staff has announced the two films in August 2022. In fact, the trailer also reveals that the staff is pretty much identical to the first three seasons. Most of the two, the top team, has been washed. They're gone. And so... I want, so Spencer and Shane, as someone who's as the two people who have seen to the top, I want your opinions on this. Is this a good move or not? I'm going to let Spencer go first. It depends on what you're looking for. So. I really, really like to the top. OK, I'm going to put that out there. Um. But To the Top was quite divisive as a season. So I understand from a business perspective why you would try to get the OG team back to do it. But I feel like it's going to be missing a lot of what made To the Top feel like a true high-Q kind of expansion. Um... I think I don't think it's a good move. I don't think it's a bad move. I think it's a business move. Um, I'm disappointed to see that team go because I really would have loved to see what they would have done with this battle. But I'm also glad to see Mutanaka back. That's the thing. Exactly. So like... gl- exactly. So, but yeah, it's a business move. It's one I might not not necessarily agree with, but it's a business move. <laughs> Shane, what do you think? I can say from at least the trailer that was shown that they're at least keeping the art style change, which I'm very happy for because I really yeah, liked the new art direction that to the top brought to the table. Mm-hmm. That being said, I know that to the top went through production hell because it was at the and precipice it, of the pandemic and it did not sell well either. That's important. So I had a feeling. This was, again, going back to inevitability, this was 
inevitable that they were probably going to go back to the OG team. It sucks because to the top is really good. I'm not sure if it's better than season three, but it's right up there with it as some Mm -hmm. of the best material this series has produced. So I'm really bummed that that team didn't get a second chance. But hey, Mm -hmm. yeah, we can, we can hope. And it might be all for naught in in my mind. It might all be for naught because personally, I'm still stuck on the fact that they that the that they're doing two movies as the big finale to this fucking thing, and they're trying to adapt the end of it in two movies. I'm still stuck on that. And I think from this trailer, the fact that it's going to be a movie entirely focused on the battle between uh the 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 like the match we've all been like rating for as well um i have a feeling that the next movie is going to be whatever like the finale of like the fucking nationals or whatever it, it's going to be the final fight it's going to be the final match of nationals and they're going to completely skip the the time skip which the time skip so is getting skipped mad. the so time mad. skipped I think that the time skip is a rip. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's done. I'm they're not doing it, which would be lame as fuck from I'm what so I've been told. If they do that, I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And can they adapt this match into one movie, though? Shane is the question. Yes, they didn't because say how long the movie is, by the way. They did not the say how long the movie is. However, the match in question is like 30 something chapters. So. This could be like a two-hour movie. It'd be like easy, a two-hour movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not. You know what? That would be fun. Like a two-hour high extravaganza. That's what that would be. Uh, but yeah, and that's all the news we have. So let's move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which is the first one of of month of Spork. It's also was chosen by Josh um, for our uh, for said month. And yeah, do you remember is... when someone went? <laughs> Yeah, like that. Uh, but yeah, but this time, not with a sword, but with a knife, because it's Food Wars, Shogeki no Soma, or Food Wars, Food Wars. Food Wars, Food Wars. Food Wars, Food Wars. Directed by Yoshitomo Yon- uh, uh, Yonatani, and written by Shogo Yasukawa, at original, uh, from Studio JC Staff, and it w- and it original- and we're going to be covering the first season of the show, with aired for 24 episodes from April 4th, 2015, to December 26, 2015, and is currently uh, in a absolutely fucking bizarro licensing hell, because uh, it's supposed to be licensed by both Sentai and Crunchyroll, um, but I don't think the first season is legally available okay. anymore. Or I'm I'm gonna run you through this because Food Wars <laughs> is a fucking nightmare when it comes to legality. So the entire season is co-licensed by Crunchyroll and Sentai. However, you would be hard pressed to find where each season is available legally to watch. Crunchyroll has seasons three through five, but not one and two. High Dive only has the first season, nothing else. And season two is just in super hell. It doesn't exist. You can't find it anywhere other than Roku's exclusive streaming platform. What the fuck is going on with I don't fucking know. Licensing hell. We need to abolish licensing. Yeah, no, stupid. we don't. That's gonna give me a career. Please don't abolish licensing. <laughs> let's, Everything let's, should let's, be uh, under free 
market. Free market? That's a that's public mm, domain? Mm. Everything <laughs> should be free. Thing. I should own Food Wars. But everything's free, so you can't own Food Wars. But Damn I it. will own Food Wars. He will have I, it in his hand. For those of you at home, I think the word that our friend Shane was trying to think of is public cock. domain. Also cock, but that's besides yeah, oh, Also cock. cock. Uh, food, war, food, food Wars follows our lead character, Soma Yukihara, who aspires to become a full-time chef. Uh, he works at his father's restaurant, and he wants to surpass him one day to become the best chef that you could to become oh, the world's best chef. Standard, you know, stone in protagonist shit, except this time with food. Um, uh, however, his father, uh, who, uh, Jochiro, gets a new job that requires him to go all over the world. He closes his shop and sends, uh, Soma off to Totsuki Culinary Academy, which is an elite school, uh, for the, for the art of cooking. However, there is a catch because this school engages in cook in competitions called Shogeki. Uh, sh what are Shogeki? They're essentially like literally Shogeki. food battles. Shokugeki? I don't Shokugeki. Yeah, Shokugeki, okay. Um uh but they 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 what are Shokugeki? They're basically like iron chef matches. Um but on cocaine. On on cocaine. You be, you make food as you make the best food you can as quickly as possible. Um and oh, as God dope damn, as it possible. better taste good. And yeah, and if it doesn't taste good, you're out. Uh because uh because this school also not everyone graduates from it. It's exceptionally difficult to get into and even harder to get out. Will Soba survive basically will Soba survive uh the 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 harsh realities of this school. Well, it's a shonen manga, so obviously you can probably go from there. Food Wars is actually pretty unique uh because it it was for a while one of Sonin Jump's marquee titles because it basically because the show is essentially a battle manga but with but with uh food. but with food instead of like fucking fists and that's a really unique idea it actually came out around i i want to i'm going to sound insane i'm going to compare it to another manga that came out around the same time and also was kind of a battle manga in some ways but not really i want to compare it to assassination classroom for a second because that came out around the same time as this and Assassin's Creed Classroom has also elements of a battle, of like a classic battle shown in, but Assassin's Creed Classroom is essentially just kind of like a school life anime in a lot of ways. It just uses the battle manga premise and it's in like those kinds of tropes as a way to push those kind like stories involving like tests and subject like the tests and education and the life of a teacher and his students food wars is kind of the same way it uses the tropes of a battle shonen and essentially a full-blown like battle royale tournament arc in a lot of ways as well in order to try to in order to just basically be like yo they cook really good look how good cooking is um and that makes it kind of a unique style. That makes it kind of a unique shonen in a lot of ways. Food uh, Shane has not seen Food Wars. Spencer has also not seen Food Wars. I have. I have also not seen Food Wars. The only one who had seen Food Wars is is Josh. Hi. So we'll start with him. Josh, what do you think of the first season of Food Wars? <clears throat> okay, where to begin? 
Show good. Good show. Show very good. Good show very good. Show very good. Very, very good show indeed. <laughs> um, Food Wars is pretty cool. Damn, that took everything um, out of him. <laughs> I really, I, I enjoy Food Wars because like Matt said, it's a bit, it's a really cool different take on uh, battle manga. Yeah, it's still got the heart and soul of a shonen manga. You know, you got your fucking shonen protagonist who can do everything fucking better than you. Yeah, but it's still really fun. Um, the characters also, I think, are what really make the show. Every single character in this show, I really enjoy, and they get their time to shine too. They're just not some one-off. Hey, look at this fucker boy! Look at this fucker! It's every character gets their time. The food, by the way, looks fucking delicious. Uh -huh, the fucking uh -huh. food. Like, genuinely food. fucking good-looking food. Good lord. I don't care if they put all the animation budget towards the food. It's fucking worse. Do not, do oh. not watch this show hungry. That, uh, they, have a that. they actually have a Food Wars cookbook. Yeah, with all the well, because they um, actually use like all the sh stuff they use in the sh in the manga and the anime actual techniques and yeah, that is my genuine favorite thing about it is that every single dish that they make you can make yourself. Obviously, Correct. you need the ability to, but nothing is impossible. Nothing is anime food mm -hmm. magic. All of it. Yeah. This is all actual stuff that you can make at home. Mm -hmm. Um. The opening ending, good stuff, good shit, man. You know, it's just a really solid show. I'm not gonna say it's this incredible anime that generation defining. It's just a really fun show to watch. Spencer, like what it. did you think? Of and the also, first you know, titties. Oh yeah, titties. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Spencer, what did you think of the first season of Food Wars? Uh, it's, it's really solid. It's a really <laughs> solid show. Um, not, you know, once again, uh, I, I'm, I say, I'll probably say this about a lot of the shows this season, but, uh, or this kind of month, it's not perfect, but by God, is it a blast to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Food Wars is, at its core, as explained, it is a food battle shonen and the best part about using food as like your quote-unquote power system is that food is completely subjective person to person i know some people who love olives i fucking hate olives mm -hmm. they are probably one of my least favorite foods okay i don't like olives i'm not a big fan of like raw tomato but there are people that know how to cook olives in a way that I probably wouldn't even notice I was eating them. And mm -hmm. it's all about presentation and preparation and the way that you make foods. And as Brunrit said, there's no throwaway characters. Every character has their own specialty and that, that they get to show off. You know, some, some people are good at fermentation. Some people are good with wild games. Some people like to smoke things. Some people put their food with ancient Chinese medicine. Like Some people are hot. Some people, most of the people are hot. All um, the girls are hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's such a unique spin 
on the genre that although it is not perfect, it is still something that I can wholeheartedly recommend people. But also, uh, yeah, I had chips when I was watching this because I'm not watching this without a snack because... Oh, the yeah, I would say died. one of the biggest weaknesses, one of the biggest things for me is it starts off horny, but they 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 learned really quickly. Let's drop that shit. They learned really quickly that that's not the actual appeal of the show. Um, yep. Shane, mind, it's still horny. It's not dropped completely, but it's not as horny. Yeah, Shane. It's a lot more, you know, not it's, that. It's, it's more food porn than anything else, I'd argue. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Shane, what did you think of Food Wars? The first season, at least. <clears throat> and then someone went up to the girl and was like... And then he added the sauce and the gravy. Fuck yeah. And then he pulled out a fucking knife like he did in Kagura Bocce. And he was like... Oh, anyway. Um, show good. Good show. Very good. Very fun. Um, I like Food Wars because I don't have to think about it. It's just dumb, fun, shonen bullshit with a little bit of a twist. And I think I'm glad that Matt brought up Ass Class because I feel like this was really around the time when shonen really started to branch out into being unique again instead of big muscle men punch each other really hard. And we, we love that, by the way. We love big we do. Trust me. <laughs> you guys know me. I am the fine connoisseur of that bullshit. But there's only so many shows you can watch. There's only so many manga you can read where just big muscle men punch each other really hard. Sometimes you mm -hmm. want your demographic six-year-old manga to have a little something more. And I feel like Food Wars was around the time when a lot more shonen stories started taking different directions in terms of their general premises. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the show's fun. Um, I agree. Starts off very horny. Like, to an almost concerning degree, thankfully, they really pumped the brakes on that immediately. Yeah. And I really yeah. appreciate that. Um, food looks great. If you watch this hungry or without any kind of food, you're, you're a fucked. fucking idiot. <laughs> you're cooked. You're, you're cooked. You're it's over for you. You're yeah, um, it's so over. I will say though, man, JC staff. <laughs> we'll get we'll we'll talk about man. that. We get... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so. My opinions on Food Wars are thus. Food Wars is maybe the best look, is maybe the best show I've ever seen that's animated like piss. I think that it's the it is maybe the, in terms of the actual content of the show, it's really strong. I actually, I think the, the cast of the show is really, really good. It's really, really good, strong, likable characters are great lead protagonists. I think Soma's fantastic. Um, uh, doesn't get the fuck. I, yeah, I love the whole. I love the 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 idea of turning like a cook, like having like a cooking manga that's also like a battle manga with like like chef battles. <laughs> I think that's just it's just a really unique, cool concept. 
concept, and it, it it it's a it's an excuse to have like the shonen tropes in this kind of thing and actually make like those chef battles, like the fucking cooking battles, like actually intense and I actually have stakes. Um, it's got in a, stakes. I really like the fact that it has a dedication, like de like the dedication to like reality and making sure that these are ac actual recipes. The authors clearly did their research here, which I read their later. The I mean, I read Tenmaku Cinema, which is they did after Food Wars, and that also has a similar like real strong level of authenticity like, to it level of authenticity they they do so clearly these are like clearly the people behind like this team does their fucking research and i like that um uh however i wish the production values were decent at best frankly uh because some of some of this show looks really bad um yep. Uh, and I, to and I get that it's JC staff, but it's, but also it's JC staff man, and JC staff, man, man, JC staff. man, man, I don't, uh, but we, we'll, we'll talk about more about that in negatives for sure. But you know what? Um, it goes to show that you can have a show be good with the animation being dog shit. Oh yeah. A uh, fucking fucking uh fucking one of me and shane's favorite shows is planted with and that's not exactly an animation powerhouse of a show although it does look better than this uh yeah for what wild right <laughs> yeah fucking uh, which i think that's also jc staff um yeah it is <laughs> enjoy <laughs> fucking man right. jc staff man jc yep. staff uh, uh shane what is your favorite episode of food wars season one <laughs> My favorite episodes of Food War Shokugeki no Soma, aka Food Wars, Food Wars Season One, is Episode Sixteen: The Cook Who Traveled Thousands of Miles. Oh, oh! This, this is, is the, the this uh, is the food the food battle that uh, uh, Soma and Joichiro have after he comes back from America. Ah, uh, yes, this one. Oh, this and, is a good one. I like this. I was debating between this and the finale because I think the finale is really strong too. The 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 finals of the um, fall selection with Soma and uh, Akari are very good. Mm -hmm. Um, the curry battle, but I like this because it's kind of a full circle type of moment. Mm -hmm. It all comes back around um, because the show starts with. Soma and his father Joichiro having a food battle and that's to give the premise of the show it's to introduce the characters it's more so for setup than anything this happens at a point just after the, the halfway mark of the season where Soma's been in school for a while and he's had his fair share of tests and food battles himself so he's improved and he's progressed as a chef. And now his father has returned to really test his skills. And they both go all out. But of course, Joichiro curb stomps poor Soma again. Oh, dude, he's just like, sit the fuck down, kiddo. He makes a fucking weird ass ramen. That's what happens. And he wins. But I would eat the shit out of that ramen. It looks good. Well, because what happens is he makes a ramen... That is entirely vegetarian. And 
that somehow still tastes like actual ramen. And because of that, everyone's like, holy shit. Like, this is insane. Listen, yes, man. Veg- it's supposed to be a breakfast dish. That's Vegetarian mm-hmm. dishes can go fucking hard. You, you ain't wrong, actually. They can go hard sometimes. Um, yeah. But what I love about this episode is the relationship building aspect to it. Because obviously this is the thing that both of these guys are very used to. But it really helps Soma grow closer to his dad. Because now that he's been in this academy, he's gotten more experience. He's had actual food battles. Like, legitimate fights with food. Pun intended. He knows what it's like to be at the level of a top-class chef. So he feels like he's grown closer to his dad. And on the flip side, his dad feels like he's grown closer to Soma because he's seen how hard he's worked at school and he sees how far he's come. And he even admits, man, that dish you made. This is, this is like next level shit compared to anything else you've ever made for me. So it, it's, it's the really nice uh, relationship bonding aspect of this episode that really made it st- uh, really made it stand out to me. All right, Josh, what's your favorite episode? So I want to talk about we've talked about how the show has really great supporting characters. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about one of my favorite episodes that showcases that. That's episode 12. Uh, the memory of a single dish. This is actually my choice too. Thank you, Josh. So this is a great showcase of Megami. Megami. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is pretty much uh, her episode of proving that she is just as competent of as everyone else in the academy, and that she deserves to be there just as much as every single other person in that academy deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. It also forces Soma to be on the sidelines. It does, yeah. This really is like he can't do. He is there to help, and that He's is the it. sous chef, which means you ain't doing shit, bro. Exactly. You're, you're this, not doing shit unless like the chef tells you to. Pretty much. This so. really does just showcase that this show is capable of having incredible, incredibly well written side characters, and have it not hinge just on Soma being the main character. Agreed. I think that the one of the I think what I like about this episode in particular is fucking is that it does is that fucking up to this point, like up to this point, I wasn't entirely feeling Megumi either. Uh, Megumi either. I liked her. Um, uh, but compared to like a lot of the other cast, particularly also Soma, who dominates most of the screen time that he's in, by the way, uh, uh, I wasn't really I wasn't entirely feeling her. But this episode completely turned me around her. I think she like this is the moment I'm like, oh, shit, like she's a really strong character. Like there's a lot like she's exceptionally really well written and she's got a lot of like interesting quirks about her that I really like. And I do like the fact that it's not a complete victory for Megumi either. No. Um is that she di- is that she she does she d- ends up not getting expelled. But that, the real victory is that she doesn't get expelled, which is good. Like that's the, that's the real win of what happened. But 
he ends up, but Megami still doesn't win. It's a tie, which is, I'd like the fact that it's ultimately like kind of like a rough victory in a way. I think that's a really, I think that's a strong, I think it, it, it forced, and it of course also forces our, our characters to like actually like think about what happened and be like, how can we get mm-hmm. better from this? And well, I think that's what, because at the end of the episode, you really see Selma's the one who really takes it hard. He's like, yeah. the hothead he is, he's like, damn, I lost a food battle. I need to get better. And he's like beating yeah. himself up over it. And it's like, dude, yeah, you weren't going to beat Kojiro. <laughs> like, like, there's no way. Like, there's absolutely no fucking way. It's like, it's Kojiro. At this, at this point, he is like the top dog. So like, it's like, it's, it's so like, yeah, but it's a strong episode in my mind. Uh, Spencer, what's your favorite episode of Food Wars? So it's kind of funny that we would talk about Megami. Um, uh-huh. because you're right, episode 12 is great, <laughs> but what if we had a bunch of the Psy characters show up and grow? Yep. That's uh-huh. why my favorite episode is episode 22, That Which Transcends the Norm. Oh, this one's good, too. Yeah. So, this is, I would technically... If I could, I'd give it to 21 and 22, because those kind of lead into each other. But 22 especially. So 22, okay, is Megami's big moment. Uh You know, she technically won her food war. She got through the the egg buffet. Mm -hmm. But this is false selection. Okay, the people that are selected for false selection are the best of the best, and you got to bring your A game. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And it starts with Miyoko, who is who looks down on Megami because Megami, because Kyoko, uh, sorry, Miyoko is going to take over a Chinese restaurant, and she's the only woman chef, and she's very adamant about you know not being powerful being confident and not needing men to help you out okay Mm -hmm. and when she sees megami she sees the opposite she sees in her mind somebody who's constantly looking for advice from men like soma person who can't stand on her own who doesn't really have any true cooking skill she's just been lucky but in this episode she gets you know 86 points, or sorry, 87 points, and then we see Yuki, who is one of the Polar Star people, who makes this delicious wild game curry, and then we get the Aldidi brothers, who are two of my favorite characters, Love facing them. off, and the the moment that the anime gives between those brothers specifically, about how, you know, Isami always looked after Takami because Takami was always kind of like a crybaby, but Takami was always the better chef. And it was always goaded over Isami that Takami is better than you. He's a better chef. He's a genius. You're good, but you'll never be your brother. So this whole false selection for those two is about Isami, who loses his weight in the Japanese summer, um, Trying to prove to Takami that he's the better brother, that he can be just as good as his brother. Unfortunately, he doesn't make it. But I, mm-hmm. go ahead, Jane. I was gonna say, um, I really like that they don't make it that there's like 
any weird rivalry or like bad blood between them because mm-hmm. after isami gets kicked off the leaderboard and out of selection you see takumi like embracing him and it's like mm-hmm. they could have easily gone the route of making takumi just arrogant as shit and like rubbing it in his face and like hit mm-hmm. have his head up his own ass but they don't and i really appreciate that yeah, yeah. man man loves his brother man it's loves a genuinely good relationship. Genuine yeah, relationship we support good relationships we support we yeah we support uh we support healthy sibling relationships i mm-hmm. can't say that because canonically i hate loving families that's um, correct oh, yeah, but in an alternate universe Shane I would, would Shane maybe would support this. Yeah, maybe Correct. support this. Possibly. Possibly. But, like, so then, you know, going forward, we have Alice, who is this ridiculous, you know, gastro- gastro-astronomy, whatever the fuck it's called. The fact that she wins because she, de- she deconstructs a curry dish and wins the entire fucking thing is so funny. It's like, very <laughs> funny. She deconstructs a curry dish, but... The the MC's like and that and we're done and Megami's like um you guys kind of forgot about me uh do you mind if I show my curry and mm-hmm. they're like uh, sure little girl it's not gonna make a difference but go right ahead and then she makes this monkfish dobujiro that is incredible and the best part about that is you see how her entire little village fucking supports her. All the fishermen are there. Her parents are there. Her friends are there. They're all losing a, their minds. <laughs> they're they're all loving the community. You get more uh, you get more backstory on Megami and how she basically taught herself how to do hanging fish because her grandfather couldn't do it or her father couldn't do it any, anymore because he was you know getting old and injured, and she was taught and she was like six, probably like seven years old, learning how to cut a monkfish and i had never felt more happy for the for the, a character than seeing her get 88 points like because that's the cool thing about food wars is 100% she could have lost and it would have stung but it would have made sense and that's what i like about shows like this and like high q like the first season when they lose to alba josai it's like okay our main cast is defeatable. They, they they are human. They can lose. But seeing her win filled me with absolute fucking pride. I'm like, yeah, you get it. So, 22, man. What yeah, I really do like the fact that they just do go like, listen, these guys can lose. Like, they have lost and they will lose. Yeah. Yep. They're not yep. perfect. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about characters. Shane, who's your favorite character from... Food Wars. Okay. Combine the brain cell. You guys know. Like, come on. Is it Meat Meat? It's Meat yeah, Meat, dude. Baby. It's, it's Meat Meat, yep. It's Meat Meat. <laughs> Sorry, what is her actual name? Mito. It's uh, Ikumi it's, Mito. Yeah. Mito, Ikumi, yeah. I don't... Niku. Niku. Literally, you know. Uh, the master I, of meat. I have, I have no further words. If you know, you know. She is a master over Shane's meat, that's for sure. God, I wish, man. God, I wish that would be. <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking, uh, but yeah, no, fucking, uh, she, she is the master of meat. She loves meat. You can take that as you will. You take it however you want. 
just take it however take it however you want uh josh who's your favorite okay listen i got like we, we can go classic the boy soma is a fucking absolute g in a unit i know who you're gonna say though i love alice there it is there it i is. love arena I, I, I love the knocker. I love the knocker twins. However, I will agree in this season, Arena is an absolute. She, she's a bitch. I know Arena's like good bitch. shit is coming like incredible. later. I so I will say for now, in season one, when I first watched it, I loved Alice. She was just a sassy little fucking. <laughs> Fucking little albino moon. ass bitch out here. How fucking sassy little in the wise words of Sai Taba, who's this lost sassy little child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love her. And she's funny and she actually has a reason why she cooks, which they go into further detail later, but like I love her. She's adorable. She's, she's like a scientist, her. basically. That's she's, what she is. And plus she's hot, man. Come on. Full metal of the women in this lot of the Full Metal Alchemist. Full metal alchemist. So yes, uh, uh, Arena or fucking uh, Arena. Listen, every single character in that show is so fucking good, man. God, I know Arena's good stuff. I can't wait for her to develop because I know her. I know some of the stuff that coming later for her, and I'm like, I whoa, think, she sounds amazing. I think yeah. maybe I did a detriment to myself by watching this dub because literally her voice is like this. This is how she talks the entire show. What she's yeah, much her better dub. than the <clears throat> her say. I'll talk about the dub. I think but... it adds to the comedy. I think it kind of works. I think in a weird, in a weird kind of roundabout way. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I recommend the sub. Sorry, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly uh... recommend the sub over the dub. <laughs> I mean, I, I I enjoyed the dub, so I can't say anything. It's also, it's also a Sentai dub, so take it or leave it. It's exactly. A... It is a relatively early Sentai dub, so you gotta take it as it is. If I, uh, I know, but yeah, I just. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's fine, but I actually do enjoy the the, the voice cast. Um, okay, then. I like Greg Ayers. Great. I like in a, uh, fucking, but yeah, Spencer, Spencer, who's your favorite character? Do you want to guess? Who do you think my favorite character is? Uh Spencer characters in this show. I'll give you a hint. Is it's it Megami? Not, it's not a main character. Oh, it's Takami. Uh, no. No. It is a character that doesn't show up for half for the first half of the show. Oh, is it the curry guy? It's, it's just a curry man. Curry. <laughs> it's not the curry man, but okay. it might have something to do with Josh's character. Oh, Alice's oh. companion, yeah. It's Rio Kudokiba. Rio is pretty fucking dude. dude. That Rio's dude fucking cool. rocks. I love that guy. Yo, he's just I, angry. Oh, I, that's a good choice. I love that. He's bad. just I angry. I love the Jekyll and Hyde his... shit they got going on with him. Lord, he's just like, he's just super like quiet and reserved, but he put that headband on. And... He <laughs> fucking goes Soma, dude. Yeah, he goes. Uh, fo- so, so in the in the dub, he is voiced by the voice of. Suki in Haikyuu. Which, when he does his deadpan wow. voice, you can tell that's Tsukushima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's K. Tsukushima. Um, but I love everything about him. The fact that he is a man w- without his head, 
band on. He is a man that can only be, be described as perpetually tired. Me. Um, Re- he is relatable. Uh, Hashtag relatable. All of us. All of us are perpetually tired. Uh, he is fed up with people's shit. Also, all of us. Um, <laughs> and he just is deadpan, which is all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but he puts the he puts the headband on to cook, and he is a tiger. He is a violent maniac that just goes insane. He loses his mind. He is out of his fucking gourd. This man loves to cook, and he cooks to love. And um, he's insane. Okay, <laughs> think about what he said to that woman in the the curry tasting. He basically pulled it the was like, max. Rate. It was like shit in my mouth or something. It was like. Basically, he was like, yeah, you're going to fucking eat, drink this cognac and you're going to do it like this with and, and you're going to fucking gonna slurp, like it. You're going to slurp the lobster out of the shell and you're going to enjoy it. And she's just like, oh, OK. Uh, and then you fucking know. like it. But, uh, you know, the so scene fun. where Jotaro tells all the girls to shut up and they're like, oh, he's so hot. That was that was it. That shut was that up. Scene. You're so yeah. fucking annoying. But, like, the best part of that character is that he does that, and then he takes his headband off, and he goes, okay, yeah, I'm done. And yeah, done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. That was interesting. Once again, like, this show just has so many incredible side characters. Great side characters. It's a shame, then, for my favorite, I'm going to go basic at Soma. Yeah, I mean, Soma, um, Soma is incredible, though. Can't blame him, yeah. Can't blame him. I can't blame him. I think, what uh, to me... To me a shonen is only as a battle shonen is only as good as its protagonist, and thankfully, Soma is a hell of a good protagonist. The reason why Soma, the reason why Soma is good, is mainly is mainly for the fact that I think he's like he's one of the more tr- is that he is like the tr- is that he's like one of the few times that I feel like a hot blooded kind of like shonen protag like actually like fully works in this scenario mm-hmm. uh but he had like they like like one of the things i because one of the things that i love about soma as a character is that that hot-bloodedness that like uh, that constant drive to get better is is like i know like i i know i have a close friend of mine who's like a who also is a chef and he is like exactly like soma <laughs> Like he is, he, these people exist. Like he is an act. Like these people are like actually actually exist in the food world. Does he feed you horrific uh, squid concoction? No, he no he doesn't. Thankfully, um, uh, which is a, the thing I I I think it's always just a really he's just exceptionally likable as a lead, and I think that's what makes it work. And you want to root for him to succeed and like get better and when he and and when he does lose or when he does win you feel those emotions a the the show manages to earn that uh it helps that in both languages he's voiced very well it's just like mm-hmm. it, like it's just it, it's just a case of let's i think he's like again a shonen is only really as good as his protagonist and i think that he's a straw he's a really strong protagonist in an era 
of Shonen Jump, I'd argue, actually, which had problems crafting ex like fucking compelling protagonists, I'd argue. Um, uh, Soma actually kind of stood out as like, oh shit, they kind of nailed nailed it off the bat. Um, uh, and which is which is really really impressive to me, especially considering on how many shonen nowadays, and Shane can attest to this, how many shonens struggle nowadays to try to find compelling angles for their protagonists these days. Um, uh, but in any case, let's move on to least favorite because with the best what's come of worst. Josh, who's your least favorite character in the show? Like I said, I love her to death. I love Arena. Oh, she's a bitch. Yeah, she's a massive bitch this season. She is just the most head up her fucking ass. It, it makes it even more egregious when you realize, okay, so she's the token bitch character. She's like stuck up, arrogant, thinks she's better than everyone else. And then Soma comes into the picture and she has a thing for him. And then it's like, oh, they're doing the, the they're doing the trope where the, the, the bitchy female lead is <laughs> But she's yeah. so bad. Okay, dude. Not even the baddest I, girl in this show, I'm just saying. No, I, I mean, she's so bad with it. No. I fucking hate when she does that. I genuinely hate when she's like, oh, I oh, but then, no, shut the... I hate she did. They, I they are doing... They do the fucking... It's, it, she is... She is... She is I think she's like... A, like She's a classic tsundere we haven't seen since like the 90s. <laughs> yes, like, and I hate it. I fucking hate I think it. There was, I think there was the moment at... um. When they're in the hotel and Soma runs into her on his way to the bath and he's like, we're going to meet up and play cards later. You want to join? She's like, no, why the fuck would I play cards with you? And then what's her? Uh, uh, oh, also her servant's her, name. Also her. Sir, no, not. No, that's no, not. Sorry, her Alice, servant. Um, he, he pink hair. He, he's not pink hair girl. He's not Hisato. Hisato, yeah. Hisato. Hisato. And she is. She shows up and she's like, hey, I got that pack of cards you want. And she's like, go fucking put that pack back. I don't want to see Hisato, that shit. Hisato is also a bitch, I will say, because she's Hisato's just fucking. Not a bitch. Oh, she is extremely rude to fucking. I, I, I think Josh knows better. things that we don't. So like... Oh, no, she gets much, she gets much, 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 much better. But in this season, like, she's just, oh, Arian is the best. Oh, Arian is the best. Oh, I love Arian so much. Oh, how dare you do this, Arian? Shut the fuck up. I see. This is weird. This is weird because this is one of those things where I think we found a tr one, like, one of the rare tropes that g gets under Josh's skin. Like, this to Josh is me with those ganky ass fucking hyper characters. I just hate them on instinct. <laughs> it's just like they show up and you're just like, bye. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, fuck it. All right. So Josh is Arena. Shane, who do you got? Shane, do we have the same person? Who's yours? I'm curious. We might. Oh, simple. Uh, mine is. Uh... Fucking now, Sadotska. Really? I, I like Okay, her. no, no, we don't. You no. like the fucking stalker really? chick? Yeah. I just You're felt a indifferent. Psychopath. You are a fucking psychopath. In the words you of have... Shangri La Fantasy, you are a freak. You're a freak. <laughs> You're a freak. <laughs> in, 
honestly, I just You're felt a indifferent. Spider-Man. Like, I as, don't like as soon as she's introduced, characters. she's just as quickly like out, and it's like, okay, I just she's, forgot about it. She's you. not in it enough to justify. Hey, hey guys, shit. listen, I did it. And that's why you're a fucking freak, you psychopath. You you would fucking suck Vaseline through a straw if that woman would even look at you. Go fucking eggplant. (laughs) Politely. And respectfully. I am sorry, but also please do that. Respectfully, of course. That was that was okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, shade. She's a stalker, and this man's like, oh, I, I love doing that. Yeah, you would end up on the weekend news because she would cut your body into 17 pieces. And oh, I thought you were going to say she'd cut your balls off. And as put long as she gets mirror. Does that mean I'm getting touched by her? Oh, we Gucci. We eating good Yeah, boy. you're, you're <laughs> a freak, dude. Oh, shit. Shady, You're giving real your freakazoid energy right you know, now. Just, who's your fucking, you know who's your fucking worst? Who's you your fucking worst, Shane? Now, right? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What's well, your, who's just, your worst, Shane? I'm just gonna play it safe and say Arena. Because you play it safe and say Arena. does give me the 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 heebie-jeebies. The ick. It's just the like ick. if. It's like go away, get out. I know who doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies. Sadaska now. I hate uh, how this is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go safe as well with Aeronaut for one sole reason. I know, I know that that will likely change as seasons go because I have heard that her development is like the best from every fucking person who's so seen this good. show has said it's the so best. Good. It's the, has the, so good. She has the best arc in the show. Matt, like, without I'm, a shadow of a doubt. Matt, like just. So fucking so good. So you're telling me she's the Bakugo of Food Wars? Oh no, dude. I was gonna say the way that it sounds, it's more like she's the Tsukushima of Food Wars. Yeah. Well, she's well, yeah. From the sound of it, she's like she she's basically like a de. She is that what I know is that she's a soon, and then they start actually deconstructing the Sundere stereotype. Like it's a she's a deconstruction, which uh, which to me. I'm going to go Arena right now as worst with an asterisk because I know that's going to fucking change as seasons go. And I fully expect Arena to be my favorite by the end of the show. Gentle worst character. Yeah, so gentle, gentle worst character. character. Gentle worst character. It's also a a testament. It's also a testament to the writing of the show that uh, I is that I more so love to hate Ariana than I do actually fully hate her. This is a very gentle, I am very sorry, future Ariana. I love you to pieces. I love you, but right now you are a little bit of a bitch. I think it's more of a testament to the writing that I actually think that she's more, I love to hate her more than just straight up hate her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but in any case, let's move on to other positives you have about the show. Shane, anything in particular you want to talk about? Positive, negatives? Anything in between? The show just got the good vibes, dude. It's vibe. It's a vibe show. It's really, comfy, honestly. cozy. Get some food. Get some more. Yeah. You'd put a blanket get, on you. Get you know? some uh, Get some student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get, get some fucking overprotective uh, overbearing parent per, 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 over overbearing parents watching over yeah. your I every like the move. landlady 
She's awesome. She's some, pretty cool. Get some, you know, depression. Pick up a couple SSRIs, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just go from there. You know? Yeah. Good vibes. It's a good, <laughs> good vibes. That's what we're saying here. The show is vibes. The show is vibes. <laughs> now let's talk about how the animation kind of looked like poo. Yeah, I can look doggy doo doo. Oh yeah. Okay. So let's the, the so we've met. So let's uh, let's uh, talk about that elephant in the room, which is how this show looks. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I wanted Food Wars to look like Demon Slayer, um, or fucking like, or fucking anything, or like something like on that caliber. I was not expecting Food Wars to look like fucking Makoto Shinkai. Um. However. However, there is a level of quality that I do expect, particularly when a jump ab when it's a jump adaptation. You would think that Shueisha would pour a ton of fucking money into this, um, especially considering that for a while it was one of their marquee series. It was one of their big, most po- it was one of their their most popular man- ongoing manga in the magazine. So, can someone please explain to me? why half of this show is a slideshow because it looks like piss JC it does staff, not baby it, it just it, it's just that jc staff does not know how to properly do a production is this is this what it is because because it, it is this the worst looking show i've ever seen no, no probably not definitely not i think I, hell i've seen worse from j i have seen worse from jc staff i think that fucking I actually think that fucking uh I know I there's like fucking uh I think that there's a fucking couple shows this year that they've done that look worse than this. They did that fucking the second season they did the smartphone show and that looks infinitely worse than this does. Um however I do think it ha- it has an issue of yeah you know it's bad when like you actually get to the cooking stuff and they're not moving. Mm-hmm. The, the food isn't moving while it cooks. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the food isn't cooking while it uh, cooks. Um, like we, you see the characters cutting something and it's a still frame and you hear like the you hear the chopping but there's no movement. Um, and you're like, oh, oh, it's gonna be one of these. Oh, it's yep. gonna be one of these. You know where the animation budget did go? To all the, the actual food. final results of the food, which looks really good. And let's get it out of the way. The titties. early parts of the show when there were titties, because there's a lot of great plot physics in this. Uh, and I and uh, yeah, yeah, take it. I take it. Mm-hmm. Take it. Leave it. <laughs> take it. Leave it. I guess. Unfortunately, like, yeah, the show, like we said, they quickly realize, hey, this is yeah. just too much, but I, I, the idea of like, oh, uh, I mean, the idea of a food that's so good that like it literally makes you orgasm makes you, you out of your, uh, is you know what for a single gag is really funny. But when I will say order, that. Okay, I oh, will man. say, I thought that was going to be an issue that I would have, just because you know me, not an edgy guy. So when the uh-huh. one main primary gag is, oh, it makes the food makes you come. I thought I'd be like, OK, one and done. Get it out of here. I'm going to hate this show. I will credit where credit is due. 
they actually take it in some pretty funny directions. It's not just one and done the same gag over and over. They kind of actually put an effort to make the joke funny. Yeah. yeah. I will give that's it that. Thing. Yeah, that's the thing. The joke is actually funny. They stop after like the first half of the first core, honestly. Because after that, it starts to tie down. And most of the fan service becomes standard fan service you see in shows like this. Just every woman in existence have big boomba. Yeah. Yep. Big boomba. Except, except, for, poor, except for poor Yuki. Except oh, for poor Lord. Yuki. I would say Megami me as well. Mm. But like every... But yeah, so like every female character ha- gets big titty... And they bounce, and Dog. it's and the, who they ever. And the camera likes to linger on them and be like, "Hey, you like you? you this is what you wanted to see, right? You're here uh, to see them, titty fox. This is what it's, you want. It's it's it makes it even funnier when they hard cut between they hard cut back and forth between food and titty, and it's like that's just human nature right there." <laughs> Honestly, this is just the base needs of of human nature right here. This is just the best the male gaze right there. Yeah, this is the male gaze the show. Um, Spencer, anything in particular you want to talk about? Good, bad, negative, good, bad. Sure. Uh, So, so as as stated, yeah, yeah, uh, this is cooking sound effects the show. Uh, JC staff once again proving that they are the worst <laughs> at consistent animation, and uh, Godspeed to that company. But I will say, um, what I don't care what Brunrit says. I actually really enjoy the dub. Um, but keep in mind, I've always been relatively okay with Sentai dubs. For the most part, they're pretty good. Uh, they're early, like, well, I said, I watch kids in the, on the slope dubbed, and that is an early Sentai dub. Oh, that dub is messy. That messy. is a messy dub. But I still, I appreciate it because I appreciate Sentai as a company. Um, <laughs> and I also want to give special shout-out. Very rare for me to give th- this person a shout-out. But Brittany Karbowski. Um, she is Hisako in the dub, and sh- her voice as Hisako doesn't make me want to kill myself. So, uh, because it's not a ganky, annoying, hyper-energetic voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good for her. Also, um, Hinata, the voice of H- Hinata is Takami Aldini. Yeah, Brian um, Bagus, dude. Yeah, Brian mm-hmm. Bagus. Um... It is like a Greg Ayers, of course, is in there, and his voice is so recognizable. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, yeah, he doesn't. He does the same voice for everything. Personally, I think the big standout of the dub for me, uh, because I uh, stand out for the dub for me. I is, wa- uh, I watched a little bit in both languages just to get a feel for it. Uh, I think it's Jad Saxton as Megumi. Personally, oh yeah, I think yeah, she's no. the big. St- I think she's the big standout. Uh, at least she was my favorite of the dub. Uh, for, uh, uh, dub. From the little bit I've listened to, I think I slightly prefer the sub voices. There's something about the dub that feels a little stilted. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's just standard that's Sentai. Sentai flair, baby. 
That's yeah, just that the Sentai jank. Um, or it was just the fact that the dialogue in this show just because of it dealing with food means that you have to do a lot of weird exposition and that makes I think deciding dialogue difficult. For me too, I will say the subcast also is fucking stacked. Oh, it's a stacked does it, cast. Does it have Rie Takahashi in it? It does not, but it just has no, it a doesn't. stacked cast. No, it, well, it does. The, the lead actor of it, the, the guy who plays Soma in the sub, is fucking. It's, uh, it's Yoshitsugu Machuoka, who is Kirito from SAO. Uh, okay. And he's al- and he also plays. Uh, he's also Anosuke uh, from Demon Slayer. Oh, so, okay. And um, you know what? Sub's probably great, but I am predominantly, if I can, a dub watcher. Um, obviously, not, see, not everything is... Where it's different for me is I usually start watching the shows subbed. If it is a, over to dub. Here's the thing. If it is a good dub, I will gladly switch over, but it is hard for me to find like a One good Piece. dub. Yeah, One Piece is an incredible dub. Yep. The Colleen Clinkenbeard gives her fucking heart out to that show. She's so good in it. She's so good. <laughs> it's fucking but, I, but, but, uh, but also Mayumi Tanaka gonna... is fucking Luke. I was gonna say legendary. I was just, I was gonna say when Shane switched when he was when Shane did his one piece watch years ago and switched over to the sub, the first thing he told me was like, damn, Mayumi Tanaka is incredible as Luffy. <laughs> like, holy shit. And also uh who Whoever plays Zoro in the sub, I prefer. Over Kazuya Spot. Nakai. Kazuya Nakai, baby! Um, that but, man's a fucking legend. It, it's, it's one of those things where I will say I actually really enjoyed this dub. And whether mm-hmm. that's because I enjoy the Sentai jank, um, because it feels like an in-house dub. Like, it feels like a bunch of friends kind of, you know, like professionals, but still, it, it feels more personal than like a Funimation. Dub. It just feels like a bunch of anime fans dubbing the show, it's, pretty much. Exactly, pretty much. Um, and some people don't like that. Some people think that it it sounds amateur, and I totally get that. But I appreciate it for what it is. Mostly, also because Sentai is just the old ADV people, and I refuse to let ADV die. Um, That's called obsession. I like ADV. What can I say? They made really good dubs. <laughs> I will say, good. I will say, uh, Matt, you brought up the issue of exposition. I'm glad you did because that's one of the big issues I have with this show. Mm-hmm. Given you expect it with a shonen, because every shonen to an extent have some level of bad exposition. Some are better than mm-hmm. others. I feel like Food Wars is one of the most egregious examples I've experienced in a long time because not mm-hmm. only does everyone not shut up, the entire show is about food, specifically food competitions and food critique. So it's like it's brought up to like 11, like the the amount of like So here's here's what this chef is doing and they're 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 doing this specific thing to this specific food to give it this specific flavor, and then they're bringing it over to the judge, and the judge is like, wow, the robust flavors and nuttiness of the stock give it a, a, a very homey aroma that brings me back to my childhood. It's like, shut up, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Don't, I, I think the problem I think the problem is, is because of the... The, the problem is, is that the show is like 
got animation issues and they need a way to express that without having to, you know, have frames. And I think that's mostly what mostly what it is. There's a reason why when you look at food was an intake and look at other shonen like maybe Demon Slayer or hell, even the better parts of MHA, those shows don't really have as much because they let the animation speak for itself. Um, Food Wars doesn't really have that because it's made by JC staff. Uh, so unfortunately, that's probably what it uh, what it is. I get that also because it has to do with cooking, like in like high level cooking in some cases that you you're going to have to explain it because this the audience for this is also like nine to ten year olds in Japan. So like they're not they're not going to fucking know. So like I don't, so maybe I, I just I, have a higher tolerance for this shit. I will say, though, it's very different compared to other food shows I've seen. Hell, even ones that we will be covering later in Month of Spork, where it's it's a very different feeling of like Food Wars food uh, exposition compared to something like Sweetness and Lightning exposition, Mm -hmm. whereas Sweetness and Lightning feels like you're actually you're it's almost like you're watching a cooking tutorial on YouTube. It's like a step by step process and they explain it one at a time but it never feels overbearing it never feels like it's like an overload whereas with this maybe it's because it's more of the shonen aspect where it like the the intensity is heightened maybe that's why it feels a little more egregious to me i don't fucking know yeah for food wars feels like iron chef <laughs> or it's Hell's literally Kitchen. iron chef if it was an anime yeah pretty much pretty much pretty much and i have watched too much Iron Chef, honestly. Uh, but like, I watch a lot of Iron Chef. Um, but in any case, I think is anyone else have stuff they want to talk about, or can we no. move on to like final scores? Yes, nope, final scores good. No, I'm final good. Scores. All right, Josh, what do you give Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma season one? Season a one, very... the first plate, I guess, is what they're branding it is now. A very foodie good eight out of ten. A very foodie good 8 out of 10. Nice. Nice. Spencer? I give Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma Season 1, the first plate. I give it a very umami (gasps) 8 out of 10. I Shane? I give uh, Food Wars Food Wars, season one, the first plate, a very rich eight out of ten. All right. I give Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma or Food Wars Food Wars season one, the first plate, a very savory eight out of ten. Eights across the board. That was yep. an agreement. It has been a while since we've unanimously agreed on something like this. It is an 8 out of 10 show carried almost entirely by its strong writing and its strong characters. That's pretty much what it is. This is like, like if you know what? If this had animation, this would have been an easy nine. That's the thing. <laughs> if it moved. It would have been... <laughs> if it had frames, it would have been. Like an easy, easy nine out of ten, but it doesn't, unfortunately. Alas, JC staff. Yeah, but alas, alas, it is JC staff. All right. In any case, let's move on 
to what we uh, let's move on with months of spork we already know what we're covering we mentioned it in the podcast before this is what we're doing we're doing bento which is spencer's pick for month of spork so spencer can tell us a little bit about bento so that way we sure. know what to expect sure no problem so bento is an anime about uh what we as poor some of us most oh actually all of us now ex-university students craved which was boxed lunches in japan they're very famous they're called bento they are a boxed lunch and every and at the end of every week your local store might mark down those boxed lunches 20 percent up to 50 percent off and if you don't have a lot of money you you gotta stock up on those boxed lunches but what do you do if a bunch of people want those 50% off box lunches? Well, you have battles. You have fights. Basically, anything goes as long as you get that food. Beat Bento, Bento is the story of what happens when you take the company that would go on a couple years later to do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and have them basically make a battle shonen about, about getting bo- <laughs> about getting discounted food. <laughs> it is this. It's it, it's so dumb. A while a while ago, uh, Brunrich showed us the first um, the first, first episode episode uh, for Christmas. Then I got Brunrich the Blu-ray for Bento. Mm. I also have the Blu-ray for Bento, so I will be watching that probably on my PS4 mm-hmm. um, or PS5. Um, and I'm just excited to, to get through it because I don't know what to expect, but I'm expecting something insane. I, I will say, full disclosure, I've already watched Bento in full before we recorded this. Mm-hmm. I'll save my thoughts for that podcast, but uh, it was definitely not what I was expecting. It's a it is a show that exists. That has an it has animation. Opening. That has an incredible opening. It, it a has director? a director. Mm-hmm. And a writer. Possibly mm-hmm. some storyboard artists. Maybe. Yeah. I'm Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Legion Rex. I also on YouTube at Legion Rex as well as on Twitch, where I stream <laughs> once in a blue moon. I did actually stream last week. He did. Um I did actually stream. Uh, uh, so like, uh, so I might be doing more. Who knows? Uh, my work schedule is all over the place. So just bear with me, guys. Um, but uh, you can go follow me on all those platforms with me. I also have my uh, co-host Shane, aka the bearded one. You can find him occasionally on Twitter, though more so, uh, more than usual now. Uh, he's slowly making his way back. That you can find where he'll post mostly Sonic Frontier stuff. I'm crawling uh, back to Elon, man. He's crawling uh, back I'm, to Elon. I'm crawling up to him. I'm sucking on his toes. Yeah, fucking. Uh, oh, okay. Um, you can also find him on YouTube at Beta Gaming Network, where he has a bunch of videos. You can go find of of streams, let's plays, bot, uh, unboxings, bunch of other stuff. Uh, he's uh, uh, good to bring up because in between the last episode and this episode, he has gone on an indefinite hiatus on streams. So we will not be so. You go if you want to go follow him on Twitch. Go still go do that. Uh, go do it. There's you, nothing there, but yeah. go do it. Yeah, still go do it. I mean, it'll boost his ego. 
Um, but uh, other than, but he's you're not gonna get any streams for the time being. Um, but who knows? But but who knows? They might show up again. Um, so actually, you know what? They might show up again. So go subscribe to him, anyways. In the case that he does stream again, there you go. That's a smart move. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. shit my pants. Yeah, with me, I also <laughs> nice. have my. We also have my ghost, Spencer. You can find him on Twitter, Barry Burt with two, two E's. E's. Two he E's. likes a lot of cosplay pictures, and he's also the fan page of the Cincinnati I'm Bengals. I'm no longer the fan page of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm what? This team oh. sucks. Oh, no. I've been he... let down too many times. I'm also kidding. Uh, I, I will still stand by the Bengals, but fuck the Blue Jays. Fuck he's bandwagoning. He's bandwagoning. <laughs> I'm... He's doing... I'm... I'm joking. I I will not turn my back. Uh, but the Blue Jays are dead to me. Fuck that team. <laughs> the the Blue Jays are back. It's rolling his cock out. With me, also I have my co-host Josh. You can find him on Twitter at Reborn Weeb. My pants. Yeah, well, he's, he's also about not only to about shit his pants. Well, not only is he about to shit himself, but he's also lurking under Nick's posts, Final Souls posts, or sometimes liking. Horny posts, lots of from lots Hollow of from Hollow Live members because they are also horny. Oh, of course, sounds exactly like you. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> in any case, we we'll hope you see. I hope you all had a wonderful podcast with us, and we hope to see you next time. For when ben I shit my pants, yeah. When <laughs> and when Josh shits his pants uh, live his on pants. stream, I hate everything about this. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get the gold.